Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spit and Polish Presents. I'm Ryan Slowinski. And I'm Bartek. I really thought you were going to bust that into a musical number when you said hello. I was like tempted to be like, we are Spit and Polish Presents. And I was like, I'm not going to follow through on that in case you're going to be a dick and be like, I'm Bartek. Oh, well, you really missed out, Ryan Slowinski, co-host of Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. Unlikely. We are called Spin Polish because we are always spitting and we both happen to be Polish. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Yes. <laughs> no. The answer is no. No, it's, uh, it's true. We are though. both Polish. That's correct. And on Unappreciated Masterpieces, what we do is we strive to find movies that need to be talked about that aren't getting the recognition that they deserve. Yeah. Movies that aren't ones completely forgotten by the public, but aren't ones that are up in the top 10 best film lists yeah. by normal people. We say, screw you normal people and preach, film Preach, brother, preach, brother. We are going to find every single unappreciated masterpiece. And to us, these are movies that have heart or spirit or something intellectual to say or something that's been said before many a times, but they're saying it in their own way and the audience or the critics or most likely both just couldn't handle it at the time we're gonna do this forever even when we're dead and even when the world has exploded there's no more movies being made and when Paul Giamatti's ghost tells us to stop there'll be be no nothingness there'll just be us that's right we do feature length audio commentaries for movies that seemingly don't deserve a commentary but that's where we disagree you're wrong that's what we say to them yeah you're wrong Get out of here. Um, actually, that's not correct. That's what we say sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. And sometimes we say stuff. Sometimes we do the Australian <laughs> thing and we say fuck off. That's a that's a sort of reference, a topical reference. What to movie something. are we covering today? The movie we're covering today is not a topical reference. It is, in fact, a yummy film from the previous decades. Why are you laughing? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, we're doing a yummy film for this duology month. Yeah. Because the previous two films we covered, I do believe, Bartek, were film series that only contained two movies. They were so good that they realised they needed to not do the falling into the traps of the Godfather and the Terminator movies, where they realised only the first two movies are good and the rest are trash. Mm -hmm. These films only do two. We did Centrinians 1 and 2, because we thought we got to do some female-related content, and then the end of the month, we're doing two boy-related movies. Manly. Man movies. What is a man movie? Big boy it's movies. it's a big boy yummy movie. Yes, it is. Um, so the film that we are doing for the first of the boy duologies is Agent Cody Banks. Yeah, look, I usually don't Agent speak Polish. I don't speak Polish. I think that's what you're doing. But honestly, that sounds a lot like Agent Cody Banks. The movie with Frankie Muniz. Ryan, like, just to let you know, audience, we didn't script this. Ryan, you're actually correct. That's the movie we're doing. We're doing Educated Banks with Frankie Muniz and Keith David. Yeah, those are the top two actors in the film. Who are we doing this with? Because we usually have a guest. We do usually have a guest. Do we have one this week? Maybe. Um, if we flip a coin, uh, there's a 50% chance they'd all go in heads. That means we're probably right. Who's our guest? Ladies and gentlemen. Returning to the show for the 
second time. <laughs> My favourite guest, Bert. Don't give me the fingers, guest. I'm returning for the second time because you can only return after you've been here once. Therefore, this is your third time on. Okay. Yes. I'm confused. No, don't you get it? No, I don't do maths. You know what returning or is? Polish. No. Returning is where you do something you've already done before. So he's... Tw- oh, so like twice, Spock. Yes, like, so twice he's doing what he's already done before, which is be on... For our episodes on Big Dad... Uh, uh, Big Daddy's not the movie that he was on. It was Baby's Day Out. And then he was on for Three Ninjas. And now he's back. He's Oliver Manhennett. Hey, guys. What's what, going on? What's your last name again? <laughs> don't even worry about it, man. What's your last name? What's yours? Well, I said Slewinski. What was yours, guess? What's mine? Uh, Kash Is that pretty, right? Pretty good. Pretty good. Close. It's actually Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, close enough. Manhattan. Yeah. I, I said go. Bartek's last name. It's different to your last name. What are you on about, fun, Oliver? Fun fact, there's an animal in his last name. It's Hen. All right, you know? so Oliver just left the show. Now we're joined with our famous guest, Jennifer. Hey, Hi, Jennifer. guys. <laughs> what's going on? All right, get out of here, Jennifer. Bring Peter back. All oh, right, yeah, Peter. So we are doing Agent... Cody Banks. The first one. The first, which came out in what year? 2003. Tree, same year as Big Fat Liar, I do believe. 2002, that was. Oh, fuck! I thought this year was after. way early. This feels like a 90s movie. Oh, don't get it. Let, we're going to get fully into this. We're going to get fully into the Munez. Now, Bartek, you're right. Giamatti. So, <laughs> we have mentioned on this show many a times that from the era of, I would say, you keep changing, but I think like from what, like 2000, 2005? That's, Maybe yeah. 2001 to 2005 was the Munez era for children's entertainment. There's a real flair to movies. Big Fat Liar, Agent Cody Banks, Catch That Kid, where kids of a certain age were in charge of the film. The adults don't really be the main characters. They don't stop. They stop the kids, but not fully. And it's really kids being kids, but in the certain style that Frankie Muniz as an actor really portrays. Yes. This kind of, I'm an intellectual adult, but I'm actually a teenage boy. Yes. Mm. Uh, We've named it the Muniz era. If you want the full story of us naming it that, you would have to watch our Catch That Kid episode. You have to catch that episode. Yes, you have to to catch the kid, then listen to it. The kid will let you listen to it if you catch him. Did you see what Uh, he did there, audience? I did not see it. I heard it. Oh my god, he's right. Also, he's this, smart and funny. And this beautiful. is a very special. <laughs> you know, the fact that we're doing another Frankie Muniz film is really special because we haven't done that since, since. our first ever episode, Big Fat Liar. We miss you, Frankie. Get back to the movies. Maybe, so yeah. get your copy of Frankie Muniz's classic, Agent Cody Banks. Now, now. You must have a legal copy. I know I do. I have a DVD copy which has so many special features, it will kill you. He's not lying. Huh? He's not lying. I'm not lying. It's true. Audio commentary He's by director. He's not lying. I'm not Ryan, you're right. No, you're not so, lying. All right. So, Snoop Lion's not here either. Hold on, does so, this start no, with Metro Golden Mike? Because that's a lion. No. Also, Snoop Lion is no lion. Okay, get your ready, copy ready. So, three, okay. two, one. Okay, go. Snoop. No, 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 no. We'll get. We'll, I'll, I'll be proper about this. That was a fake countdown, guys. Guys, get your legal copy ready of Agent Cody Banks because you're going to watch this with us and enjoy the mastery of film. So get ready in three, two, one, play. Snoop. Snoop. It hey, I was right. With, it does start with the lion. Well, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. So That line's probably dead now. It actually isn't. That's Frankie Muniz's hold pet lion. Hold on, hold on. Do, do we have to rewind and show him that it's alive? It's alive. If you catch it on film, it's forever. Okay, alive. Well, that was a that was a fake countdown too. Let's start for real now. 
No. <laughs> Never starting. So, we have here a movie that transcends logic. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is Frankie Muniz's movies are special forms of say... filmmaking. Right off the bat, that this neighborhood looks very similar to the one that he lives in in Big Fat Liar. You know what's very similar? He wakes up by turning an alarm clock on at the start of the movie. In Big Fat Liar, he had a shirt. In this, oh. no shirt. Oh, this is the year after, Ryan. He was going for edgier stuff. He got more muscles. One of my favorite things about Frankie Muniz mm. is there's an ad for him drinking milk. It's like, do you want boys with muscles? Drink milk. And it's him shirtless drinking milk. It's like, <laughs> if there's ever a kid who Did was you- not muscly... It's Frankie Muniz. Did you see his room? Yeah. He had a Dragon Ball Z poster. I know, right? Actually, yeah, I was going to mention that. He's also a big fan of uh, Danish soccer. Yes. Mm. Oh, Oliver, have you read the trivia on IMDb? I have not. Oh. You really fucked up then, Oliver. I'm so sorry. Get Jennifer back in here. She would have read it. Now, does this woman not remind you of um, the mum from uh, The Middle? Yeah. The TV show The Middle is also the mum from Everybody Loves Raymond, Deborah. Do you remember a little bit of Jamie Lee Curtis, to be honest? Nah, not as sexy as Jamie. Hmm. I love Jamie. Jamie's a boy's name. It's also a girl's name. But Lee, I will argue with you, is a boy's mm. name. After <laughs> the Lee Harvey Oswald. Wait, small side note. The dad just berated the son for saying excrement. And, the but the mum said was, it. I wrote in my notes, <laughs> yeah. fuck you, Alex, you little turd. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. fun fact, this woman did not know how to drive, so they had to teach her how to drive, but they didn't teach her how to be a good mother. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is um, Baby Bing from Baby's Day Out as nah. well. Because the, the amount of hijinks he gets No, nah, I don't want to fuck that baby, though. Uh, like I do in Baby Bink from Baby's Day <laughs> The amount of hijinks he gets into, though. Like, look at him. That's, yeah, look, you're right. It is him. My Rex is now telling well, me. Well, I mean, this yeah. this is a few years <laughs> after that, so obviously they had to step it up by having him actually manually uh, use a certain pieces of machinery, like a cow. Mm. A what? A cow. I thought he said cow. cow. And no. I'm like, why is he driving a cow? It's a cow. Bostonian accent. A cow. Yeah. Cock the cat. Yeah, he's he's manually using a cat. Man, mm. oh man. He's got a lot of stickers on his helmet. Never noticed that. I mean, that's kind of like the middle 2000s thing, isn't that's it? That's how you know he's a kid. Avril Lavigne cool. sung songs about Frankie Muniz. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Skater Boy? Also, it was about him. <laughs> oh. Side note, every single one of these scenes, including this one, including later scenes as well, his stunt double is like a and a half taller than him. Um, fun fact, Frankie Muniz actually did 95% of the stunts for this exact scene. Mm. Well, so, he is a kid, so he can use a skateboard. But No, because the cool thing about Frankie is, and he does most of the stunt driving in this too, is he really is into skateboarding and car driving. He was an extreme sports kid. Like After his career as an actor, he spent a short time as a race car driver. Yeah, Formula One was it? Formula One, and then he had a mini stroke when he was like twenty eight or something, and he stopped driving. Now, now he's in a punk metal band, isn't it? Yeah, I I know he's a drummer of some description, but uh... he drums my heart. Oh, doesn't he? And my erection. (laughs) No, I'm kidding, Frankie. You don't turn me on, mate. Sorry. These are metal on metal sparks right there. This is a wooden board. But no, but it has metal underside to keep the wheels on. What? 
to bolt the wheels in. You're talking about the trucks, and no. that's not what's grinding against. No, the, the, not trucks. I'm not talking. It's a car for a start and a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, look, let's just let's just girl. point out one thing here. Did we or did we not just see sparks? We did. I, I think we so did. Are we going to deny that there were no sparks? Did that, I not that see a spark? The sparks were coming off the ground. The ground's made out of metal. Yeah. And he, we just established he's on a metal band. No license plate, though. I know. That's the real crime, yeah. That, that woman's... You know what I loved about movie. Okay, so we're jumping really into this movie. Mm. What's our history with this movie? You know, had we... Bartek, what about you? Had you seen this before having to do the show? Were you there? I, the Munez era in this one. I hadn't seen it. I definitely knew about it. And I'm not entirely sure if this was the movie. But back in our um, Catch That Kid episode, I said that... I, I went to a friend's party, two separate parties, and both times we ended up watching this film. And I think the second time it was meant to be like a kind of toss-up between uh, Catch That Kid and I think one of the Cody Banks films. I think it was the second one. I think I, I think it might have been the second one. But So, but, so I mean, the, I, if that's true, I might have almost have seen one of them. Best nice haircut. haircut ever. I actually didn't notice what the haircut was supposed to mean. <laughs> Did the bad guy design his hair around the logo or was the logo designed around the guy's haircut? Oh, also, are we going to mention what's in this scene? Oliver and I both watched <laughs> this and we both made notes and we uh, I don't know if people know Ian McShane but he's the antagonist in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, famous for being in Deadwood to say the least. Mm. He's wearing an extreme <laughs> amount of dark makeup in this scene. He's a dark-skinned gentleman, Sean. I don't know about Ian McShane a lot as an individual, so I don't know his ethnic background, but he looks like he's wearing blackface in this scene a bit. And then in every other scene, he's normal old Ian McShane. Mm. He's definitely a significantly darker tone. Maybe in Hong Kong he got a tan. You know, there's a lot of... people go to Hong Kong for? Did you not go to Hong Kong to get a tan? You know what? I didn't, and that's where I went wrong. That's where you went wrong. Of course. I mean, so I my history of this movie, Oliver, surprisingly... Uh, I've been to Hong Kong. ...is I went to Hong Kong to see this, and when I got a tan. No, no. Oh, sure. My real history is I missed this movie. Oh. I never saw it as a kid. You never lived. I never saw the second one either, because you didn't see the first one, Ryan. Don't watch the second one. <laughs> uh, no, that's really the mentality. And I've, I didn't I see this movie time, for the funniest reason. Hmm? Oh, I don't know. It this was story. on Channel 7. Here in Australia, our channel was Channel 7, would play Agent Cody Banks and Agent Cody Banks 2. Mm-hmm. And what movie do you think would be playing on Channel 10 at the exact same time that I would rather watch? Could I have a guess? Yes. Was it Big Fat Liar? It was Big Fat Liar. <laughs> oh my god. And my gosh. history with Big uh, Foreshadowing. Ice. Uh, my big fat lie history was I'd always miss the first ten to fifteen minutes I of that movie. That. So each I would always want to watch Big Fat Liar because I was like, oh, maybe I'll catch it on time this time. <laughs> Never did. So I, and then it was like, oh, Agent Cody Banks two was on the week after. Well, I won't watch it because I didn't see Agent Cody Banks one. I think the key thing is that you're watching a Frankie Muniz. Film. I think. I the think that's what really Keith David matters. thing is. Is <laughs> right. here we go. Uh, this part coming up. I think it's yeah. No, it's not this part. It's, it's like in a minute or two. No, no, it's it's a bit later. So should I, should I ask the first quiz question that I brought? No, on? no, we need to hear Oliver's history with this. All oh, right, Oliver, what's your history so, with Agent? Cody? What's his story? What's your relationship with Frankie Muniz with and Frankie Cody Banks? Oh god, I wish I had a relationship. Uh, well, that no, that's kind of weird. 
No. You're saying um, gay is weird? No, no. It's oh, okay. Fair I'm, enough. You know, like, I kind of grew up with him, so I kind of feel like we're almost, like, at that stage, because we have, like, I don't know, I grew up watching Malcolm in the Middle, and as I grew up I. watching Big Fat Liar, as we all did, um, you and I both, Ryan. But I did see this a long time ago. I don't think I liked it as much as Big Fat Liar. Um, perhaps more, I'm not sure. But, well, uh, yeah, like, it's definitely a big part of my childhood, mm. certainly. And it, did, it certainly does bring back memories to see him on the big screen. Wow, it's it's beautiful that people have these memories of it. Even though I never grew up with it, I still mm. have it, like, it's a soft spot in my heart. Like, Cody Banks, that's from when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. And and saying the title, it just feels good. Like, Agent Cody Banks. Agent Cody Banks. It rolls off the tongue. Does and 007 have that? No. no. And this movie has something that I didn't know it had. And this is not a joke. I went into watching this for this episode completely blind. All I knew was Frankie Muniz, secret agent kid. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know Hilary Duff was in it. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Didn't know Keith David was in it. Not me neither. Ian McShane. Ian McShane. Fuck no. And I didn't know <laughs> Emotep, the mummy, was I in this movie either. Right. As the villain as well. Gotta point that out as well with the sickest haircut of the film. No, the sickest neck scar of the film. Yeah, that too. So, Agent Cody Banks special place in everyone's heart. Mm. I, but why is it unappreciated? Hang on. I think we're coming up to the moment. Are you sure? It's... Frankie Muniz's picture is the one from Malcolm in the Middle. It actually is. It's actually it's the, it's actually same the same. It's actually his promo okay. pic from Malcolm in the Middle. All right. Because he's wearing the tartan shirt, yeah. which he wears in Malcolm in the Middle, and his haircut's the same. Well, in mm. this movie, it's not like that. See? It's pulled back. Yeah. It's pulled back. That's not the same Muniz. Oh, wait. Here's a scene that caused a lot of controversy. When I watched this scene last night with my girlfriend, she were actually gasped at what this girl says. Are you in special ed? That is so offensive. That is so offensive, but not, I, that was my favourite character right there, by the way. The guy who nodded and went, yeah, this guy. <laughs> bully. <laughs> I love bullies. Um, a lot of people are offended by the special ed comment, and maybe that's why this movie's unappreciated. Mm. But here's the thing, 2003, it's different film. time. Yeah, and in fact, in Big Fat Liar, Paul Giamatti calls someone Ricky Retardo. Mm. But it makes sense for Paul Giamatti to say that, because mm. he is a Ricky Retardo. Yeah. Well, it was the driver that he was telling was a Ricky Retardo. Was it? The black driver. Remember? Turk from yeah, Scrubs? That's right. Was he Ricky Retardo? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he was driving and he stopped. He's like, hey, Ricky Retardo. So... Straight Here we up. have the introduction of our lady. So, best codes words ever, by the way. Oh, it's kids' codes. Kids' codes. And, of course, what better way to introduce an adult character into a kid's movie than by a nice, fresh dollop of child abuse? Straight hey, up. he's wearing underpants, though. <laughs> he was, yeah. Skin colour underpants. It's a, it's a callback to I'll Be Home for Christmas. Now, this isn't just your regular stock standard child abuse. This is, like, embarrassment plus... Public shaming. She's physically. But look, yeah. he didn't even do anything, that guy. <laughs> he was standing there minding She his actually own said, business. stop doing it, and he stopped, and now he can't have kids. <laughs> oh, God. He's lost his sperms <laughs> because of this. Ryan, she's, woman. Je- she's jealous. But, guys, it's okay. Because she needs sperm. Guys, no, 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 no. It's she's... okay because she's hot. All right. Oh, she has boobs. Yeah. And, yeah. She's, and, Ryan, she's jealous because. Look, Star Trek lighting. She's jealous because <laughs> you said that he was your favorite character. Yeah. She wants you, right? Star Trek lighting. This is very reminiscent of the lighting used in Big Fat Liar. Mm-hmm. Again, 
the Munez era, it's not a negative to say this, that each film bleeds into one another, because that's the kind of great thing about eras. Like, the Pixar renaissance, the movies kind of bleed in together, and this this bleeds in together with every other Frankie Munez movie, and Catch That Kid, and, mm. and it's beautiful. You know, this is... This is artistry at its height. And why did this fail? Maybe because of the pedophilic undertones that we are going to discuss. Maybe because of the child abuse. Maybe because of... The fucking segues! This was before segues were even really introduced. So this really... This really was an eye to the future of where we were going to be. We can call this some more sci-fi. We could call this... I mean, hold on, it's, it is a Blade sci-fi. Blade Runner 2. <laughs> right? If, if the <laughs> government has found out a way for men in black... Or rather, people in men in black suits. The CIA is actually... People yeah. in men in to black suits. Where on segways and still look cool, I would like to know about it. Yeah. Thanks, Munez. Should we rewind a bit then? No, look, he's he's also a good character. Mm. No, 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 no. This guy is just doing his job. No, that's Straight the thing, though. though. That's an error in a Munez movie. <laughs> Anyone who does their job is in big trouble. It's like Ghostbusters rules. Yeah. You know, if you do your job, you're the bad guy. And he comes off as a dick. They're like, oh, look at this stupid guard. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And Bartek had a lot to say to me about this guard. Yeah, I said a thing. I know. There was a lot. There was a whole (laughs) paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) What did you have to say about him, Bartek? I said that if Paul G. Marty were in this movie, I reckon he would be good as Rosie Chuck. Oh, and I said he would be good as his dad. Now, this is the kind of pedophilic feel of uh, Keith David with Frankie. He's putting his whole, whole wide hand on his back. And he's got a shoulder. big hand. Oh, he's got a big hand. You know what they say about big hands? You know what they say about dicks. black people? They I, call them... Yeah, sure. <laughs> they call them black people, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You racist. Uh, you, you said it, not He's me. called Keith. He's clearly a white guy in black makeup. This I mean, guy, his name's Keith. This guy straight up knows way too much about microbots. It's nanobots. It's nanomachines, isn't it? It's it nanomachines and nanobots. Nanobots, micro... Same shit. You know why? Because Frankie Munez knows about nanobots. He makes them in his spare time. He's like, guys, I'm going to method act in this one. I'm going to bring my knowledge, my Munez knowledge of robots, specifically in the nano variety and machines of the nano variety and I'm just going to tell Keith David who does not know anything about nanobots he knows a lot about things but that, was, that was a reference to him being in the thing by the way is there anything he can't do honestly Munis? yeah get a honestly. girl mm. no that's what this movie's about it's it's a message about even the most perfect people like and me like you know yeah, like you Frankie Munez is not the most attractive kid, sure. Like but me. he's got confidence. He's got suave about him. But he's still got anxiety, like everyone else. He's still got things that he's afraid of. And in this case, it's girls. And I think that's a really great message. To be like, hey, even your action man James Bond type has a fear or an anxiety or a weakness that's realistic. Well, I mean, women are terrifying. Yeah, it's because they're evil. <laughs> you know, IMDb, I, I just for fun, I looked in the goof section and they said that one of the only plot hole in this film is... Only one? <laughs> you know, the only plot hole in the film, Ryan. The only one. The only single one, which has already happened, by the way. Why, why have you got your go hand on, to your go right go eye? On, go on, go on. It's the fact that he can talk to his handler here without a problem. 
Well, he's is not, that what? That's the that's the that's yeah. The that's the plot hole. That's the plot hole. No, Oliver, don't you ever bring up plot holes in this movie? Because IMDb has already got the one. Yeah, oh, and it's yeah, already no. already been established. So my it's all good. It's uh, all perfect now. Yes. Oh dear. So I I looked at a quiz for this film. Yay! Got myself eight out of ten on the quiz. Oh, do we get to get eight out of ten? Uh, we're not doing the whole quiz. I just brought in two questions. One Fuck of, yeah. One of which I'll bring up later. But for now, the first question is, which actor starred as Cody Banks in the film? I think it was... Justin Long? Frankie Muniz. No. That is the correct answer, Ryan. And it's oh. very good that you didn't say the other answers, which are Elijah Wood. Actually, plausible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shane West. I don't know who Shane West is. Nor I, or Orlando Bloom. Okay, you're stretching it there. You're stretching it there. Like, Elijah Wood, maybe, because he was a child actor, but Orlando Bloom, he was too busy. Mm. Getting ready for the Three Musketeers. Yeah. I mean, for ten years he was waiting. I know, 2011. Was was Orlando Bloom a child actor? No, he was. He, you could argue he's not even an actor. She's always on to set and they start filming. <laughs> they make a documentary about him and they just fill in the blanks. Like, you know, Lord of the Rings? He just knew archery. Mm. So they filmed stuff around him. That's mm. why if you watch it, he looks confused a lot of the time. Mm. It's because he was. They just gave just him $5,000 of, like, 2003 cash. Now that's, like, $4,000 today. <laughs> The economy's real, folks. So Vault one, that's a reference. We should probably just get out of the way what Roger Ebert had to say about the film. What Roger Ebert's dead <laughs> body had to say. Also, by the way, product placement, BMW Skateboard. No, that stands for... That stands for something else in this movie. What does it stand for? Black Man's Willy. I mean, come on. Oh. <laughs> it stands for Bartek... Because Keith David made it. Mm. It's Bartek Masturbates Wankers. Oh. So you masturbate. Well, they're not really wankers if you're masturbating them. No, but, but they're being wanked. Guys, it's yeah. not, guys, it's not about me. It's a company. That, it's about a different. It's Bartek. got nothing to do with me. It's about Steve Bartek, the music supervisor to Snow Day. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the parents in this movie. Yes. Oh, there's one bit coming up. Is in it about forty-five seconds? Is it so. everything about the dad is correct? <laughs> Again, the villain of the movie is, like, you could say the dad's an antagonist figure, of the parents in general, but the dad's, like, spot on about everything he says in that entire movie. Like, son, don't swear, like, you fuck you, Alex. Yeah. The mum really does look like, I want to say her name's Patricia from The Middle. The actress's name is Patricia from the TV show The Middle. She really mm. does look like Deborah from Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm. Alex is also a great character. I really would have liked... Now, we have not seen the sequel, Bartek and I. No, I know I haven't. No, no. So we may be asking ourselves, is Alex a secret agent in the second one? I don't know. Oh, but I can't wait to find out. We're excited about it. Now, this is the section that really got me. She's explaining exactly who she is in regards to his new school. You know, they're setting up, they're setting up some stuff. Do you have some paperwork we might see? Yeah. Here you go. Here's the paperwork in the form it's of a, a fucking pamphlet. Yeah, but it's an it's an ingenious pamphlet because look, it folds out. That's all we need to Wouldn't know it, that you're the real deal. Wouldn't it be great if it was Frankie Muniz's headshots? <laughs> 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 and they're like, we love and they're like, you're right, and put it down. Or her centerfold for Playboy, and they're oh. like, you know, you got credentials. I see that. Mm. Now here's the thing I love about movies like this. Now, this is a negative. 
it's just the fun of movies like this. This mm-hmm. is one of the first movies in a little while that had the spirit of the 2000s really fleshed out nice and hard. Because we were in later 2000s. The early 2000s had fun where she is a secret agent, he's a secret agent, and these guys are mm. nothing more secretive than <laughs> yeah. talking yes. near a van with two middle-aged men with high-tech computer gear in front of everyone. That is that is my favorite aspect of these kind of movies is you could call them potholes, but IMDb doesn't. Exactly. But I say to you, this is on purpose comedy because they're supposed to be the smart people, but they're the dumb people, and mm. he's the smart guy, except for when it comes to slaying pussy. And this little girl pointed, and the <laughs> mum smiled. Uh. I also love that, where the daughter's like, Mum, I'm insulting this boy. Good job, sweetie. That's how you grow. I'm Actually, teaching Ryan, you to be a to bitch. Be fair, she was just pointing Smash. out a fact. Yeah, but in a bitchy way. Mm. No, she just, she just, we she... already established girls are evil. Oh, right. That's there's why... some there's some girls in the other room. Shouldn't we just keep it? Down? What other room? Uh, in this movie, there's another room with uh, full of girls. Uh, I'm not going to send Trinians. I'm going to Agent Cody Banks School. William Donovan. Prep William school? Donovan Prep. See, it's not cold. What's the female name for William? Uh, w- Wilma. Wilma <laughs> Donovan Prep School. Ah, there we go. And might I say? These girls are wearing the appropriate length skirts. Are they? Look at them. Down to the knees or just above. In a lot of movies, like Centrinians we just covered, they're always really short for private school girls. And that's not the real case. Like, yeah, sometimes it is, but it's Mm. not like it's frowned upon in the school, maybe outside, but in it. And look, Hilary Duff. Now, what do we think of her? We've talked about Frankie a lot, but there's another 2000s legend. Okay, so... Most importantly, she's pretty, she's blonde, mm. and she is most undeniably underage in this movie. And yet, we see the slow-mo scenes, we see the sexualization of minors, and you're okay with it. You are okay with it. I'm okay you're watching with it. this movie. I'm okay. So it's a, it's a film that, like... It's a better, te- like, Beckham It effect. teaches you to go above societal, like, morals. Sure. Yeah, it's saying, yeah. you want to fuck a 16-year-old girl, but the police are saying no! And you're like... <laughs> Well, I can imagine it through film. The NWA are wait, on wait, your side. Wait, is this a Tarantino scene where it's shot in black and yes. white so the violence can be more? Yeah, Tarantino actually came in just for this scene. And he was like, blow wind on Hillary he, Dove. He directed this and he's like, what I mean, I didn't, am I doing? I didn't see any women's feet. So I, I actually know. was about to say, uh, there were no yeah. women's feet in this. So. <laughs> mm. Now, I looked up the bully character here. <laughs> Because I recognised him from something, yeah, and apparently in a t- in one of the Twilight movies as a vampire yes. called Vladimir, and I'm like, of course he's blonde and pale. <laughs> of course, it's that guy. Now I've never seen the Twilight movies, but mm. I, you can just see like, yeah, of course he's from that. Like, and he's from I can't remember off the top of my head. There was something else. I'm like, oh, that's where this guy's from. He's from, but spoiler, alert, not in the second movie of Cody Banks. Dude, spoilers. Spoilers. But Hilary Duff. Bartek, what do you think of Hilary Duff? What's your relationship with Hilary Duff? Because, to be honest, let's let's say Munez was the boy actor for this era. Mm-hmm. She was the girl actor mm. for this era. Like, she did Lizzie McGuire, yeah. Cadet Cass... What was it? Cadet Cody? Cadet Cassie? Something. She did a, like, Cadet movie. Blah, blah, blah. She did a bunch of movies. What do you think of her? What was your relationship with her? Did you watch her content? When I was younger, she was just someone that I knew existed. I didn't really watch anything. Uh, you're more of a Man of Bynes fan. 
Actually, yeah, because I did watch a lot of Nickelodeon. She was on. Well, I grew up with Lizzie McGuire. I grew up with Lizzie. I liked Lizzie McGuire, and it was because of and 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 yeah, she's a good singer. And to me, I never found her that pretty. Like I was like, yeah, she's pretty, I guess, you know. But that's the thing I like about these early two thousand stars, is and I know we just talked about sexualization and maybe in a joking fashion, but she's obtainable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's not, like, Hollywood beautiful, where it's like, oh, that's unrealistic. She's just a blonde girl. Like, she's not super voluptuous mm. or skinny or, like, you know, these absurd things like, say, Kira Knightley in Bend It Like Beckham. Ryan, I have a counterpoint to that. What? That I would like to... That is, you never got to sleep with Hilary Duff, so she's unobtainable? Well, absolutely, yeah. yes. But also, I think the appeal of Hilary Duff is, as you said, yes, she is blonde, yes, she is a pretty girl, but at the same time... What we saw in this movie, what we see in Lizzie McGuire and all of her other films, it's not necessarily just her beauty, it's her quirkiness, you know? She's yeah. a little bit funny, she's a little bit off the wall, she's relatable as a girl, and for a lot of young boys growing up, including myself, we have trouble kind of relating to the female gender, you know? We, we, yeah. It's a little bit weird, but you see Lizzie and you see her talking, she's down the way, she's a cool kid, she's, she's someone you can get She's a on. cool girl. Now Bartek, is this your favourite character? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And just to bring up something, we've done two episodes on this show. We've done uh, The Tuxedo, and we've done The Green Hornet. And in both those cases, Ryan said that... They, sorry, both of them had an Asian character. Very, Jackie Chan. And, and Kato was the character, but I can't yeah, remember. The I can't pop, remember his name. Korean pop singer was his name? Racist. Anyway, both times Ryan commented that he remi- they reminded us of a friend of ours named Kien. And I think this right here is like the closing of the trilogy. We've reached ultimate of <laughs> our friend Kien. This is where Ken. we disagree, Bartek. That's Bartek what I think. said to me, this guy reminds me of Kien. And I watched it and I'm like, maybe if Kien in 40 years. Well, I mean, his, I meant like his voice, like the things he says, the way he says them. Not I so much his looks. Oh, no, I meant your mentality. That's where I'm going. Maybe when Ken's a 40-year-old man, like mm. a 50-year-old man or 60-year-old man, he's really angry at the world. Hey, quick quick question. Why was Frankie Muniz in the car with Hilary Duff when she oh, was Oh, because he has to be the passenger. The driver? Sorry, the driving test. No, because... but the... No, but the driving instructor is also yeah. instructing, stopping, starting the car... It's mm. also so Frankie Muniz can have her in the back of the car so she can say, ha, ha, ha. Mm. Which is one of my favourite lines of Hillary's in this movie. Mm. You know, it's, why are you doing that? Don't, ha, all this. That was actually the Asian guy. But I like, back to Hillary. She's interesting to me. She's a lot different to what I remember her to be. Mm. Watching this again, I forgot how squeaky she was as yeah. a speaker. Yeah. I, I forgot that. how... Like, realistic she is now, like, for a child. So, like, she's not a thin girl. She's not a fat girl. She's just... She's average. Like, build. I mean, like, she's blonde-haired and green eyes, actually. I found that out in the uh, commentary uh, for this movie. And and she's just there to have fun. And I want to share something with you guys. I got the DVD copy of this. And on the DVD copy, it comes with a little booklet. A little booklet that shares some information you might not know. Okay. So in this booklet, it had something about Hillary. Now in the spe- in the trivia, it said that she heard about this movie from Frankie Muniz when he did a guest appearance on Lizzie McGuire. I did read that. But did you hear what she had to say? No. <clears throat> Frankie was telling me about this really cool teenage spy action movie he was doing. 
she says. It sounded pretty exciting. Like, exciting's on the next page. Exciting. Then my manager called me about a week later and said there was a great part in this teenage James Bond movie. When I read the script, I just begged, please let me do it. I want to do it so much. Aww. That's what she had to say about this. You know, and that's that's great to hear that yeah. there's enthusiasm mm. and child enthusiasm. That guy was <laughs> eating minties. Just wanted to point that out. Minties, yeah. Oh, no, ruffles. not minties. Ruffles. They look like minties. <laughs> they look nothing like minties. They do. You right, know, I think you're high. On... Hilary Duff's enthusiasm. Yes. And you should be too. So, Oliver. Yes. When you had to watch this again, now, as an adult. I got the privilege to watch it. The honour. Yeah. When you enrolled into Cody Banks High. Oh, I did. And got to then level up to the college years. Mm, yes. What was your Just feeling like about... <laughs> yeah. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> what was your feeling about... Seeing it now as an adult, like, you know, what did you remember? What was different this time around? And what did you appreciate more? I felt that I noticed the finer points of the brilliance of filmmaking in this movie. The the difference in shots, the difference in lighting choices, um, mm. prop choices. And yeah, such as this scene, actually. Um, very sexual. Very sexual. The undertones, they just weren't present and weren't available to me. To be yeah, that guy's pecs so are now giving me some mixed feelings. They are ridiculously large. Well the, He's the pe- tech guy. His pecs are so huge, but he has no abs. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the thing that confuses Someone me. Someone needs to do core. Someone needs to actually exercise and not get pec implants. <laughs> Do, 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 do you even li- lift? I love lift. It's delicious. Yeah, really? I thought I think it's kind of too sweet. Well, I mean, what's what's this? Lift the soft drink. Ah, uh, it's a weak form of Kirk's lemonade, which is yeah. every lemonade's a weak form of Kirk's. Kirk's lemonade. is pretty good. Mm. So it's a king. So uh, here we find out the hamsters. They get it cleaned. It's done. Mm. Did you know you can just shoot like? That liquid nitrogen at the poo. That, and that guy's just it's, splooging all it's over liquid, the kitchen. It's liquid clean. Just like, <laughs> fuck your kitchen, dude. Like, <laughs> it's liquid. Okay, clean. okay. Look, it's foam quick clean. Right. You got it right there. I was laughing because I was embarrassed. <laughs> so the CIA just have their casual website or the computer there for him. You know, CIA.com. My favorite website. Dot, CIA.com. Dot, dot you know what I look up in that website. How to do terrorism. <laughs> and then they come to my house and they're like, How are you, Ryan? What are you up to? We saw you're looking up terrorism. And I'm like, Yeah, you guys have so much information about it. I just was curious. And they're like, You're not going to be doing any terrorism, are you, Ryan? And I say, No. And they don't know how my fingers crossed behind my back. <laughs> oh, oh, little do <laughs> they know. And then, little do they know. And then, when I do the terrorist attack, they come up to me and like, Ryan! And I'm, and then I reveal that my fingers crossed by my back and they just put their hands up in the air and you get that da 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 music. And then it cuts and then they torture you. No, then it cuts and there's a city half exploded and oh, death the and end destruction. Of Man no, I said half exploded, not oh, I'm fully. S- I'm sorry. <laughs> that was level, dude. That <laughs> was leveled. I wasn't leveled. doing an intergalactic bombardment. <laughs> I'm just unleashing anthrax and bombs. That's a beautiful kitchen. It's my kitchen. 
This is actually my house where they filmed this. No, I'm kidding. Now, they didn't film it in my house. They but, did? Oh. But oh, Frankie so did joke. live with me for a little while. Ah, okay. He was like... Did he, like... Was he really bothered by the fact that you never saw the beginning of Big Fat Liar? No, but he did clean my house. Oh, <laughs> uh, with liquid... Sorry, foam clean. Foam clean. She gave him a whole five. Five fucking... Five dollary dues. My favourite. First... <laughs> fucking... I wrote in my note, a whole five. <laughs> yeah, a whole five. When you're watching it, it's like, yeah, it's underwhelming, but then they have that really nice gag of him adding it to his, like, thousand. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. And gag then they I have this it. gag here. Now, this is the best part. I actually wrote in my notes this. Mm-hmm. There was at no point a fart, pee, or poop joke, and then a fart joke. And this movie, in one sequence, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. did a pee joke, a poop joke, and then a fart joke. The trifecta. Sorry, I'm not remembering any poop joke. The dog did a poop. He goes... Oh, that's right! He's like, your dog's done two poops since you've been here. Frankie doesn't that's accept right. it. So the dog pees on the guy, then the dog poops, and then this guy, one of the guys in here, Well, the dog farts. poops off camera, I guess. Off camera, but yeah. it's still a joke. It's also, a poop joke. How is Pee- there room in the van for them, for Frankie to come in, but they're all kind of side Because they need, they to, give need to give him his space. Mr. Nunes does not like to be touched. <laughs> So, look, poop joke, pee joke's already happened, and now a fart joke. Mm. This is the only Fat kind of joke. quality you can get in a Munez movie. The other movies would just go for the pee, or the fart, or the pee and fart, or just the poop, or the pee and poop, or the poop and fart. But not all three, not the trifecta. Munez era is king. It's a, truly incomparable. There was a fat in the car. Alright, enough with your Mark Wahlberg impersonation. <laughs> I loved him in The uh, in the Departed, but calm down. Calm Give down. me his great lines of... Uh, what is it from... What? No. What? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> or, no. <laughs> or just to the potted plant. Please don't hurt us. <laughs> that was possibly the worst I haven't, movie I've ever seen. I haven't seen The Happening. It's oh, a masterpiece. God. So, fun fact here. They did a lot of special features for the DVD. You should check out. And it gives you a lot of the behind-the-scenes info of how a movie like this gets made. And something I really want Bartek to know. They do the little car chase scene at the start. They do it out with dolls. Like, they, they, they have, like, a model of the road and the car. And they have the car, and they have it, like, attached to a stick that they're pushing. And they have a doll version of Frankie Muniz on a skateboard. <laughs> Glued to a skateboard with a backpack on. But do you think the doll is actually Frankie Muniz? Mm. So you're saying this is like the first Super Smash Brothers game where it was all a kid playing with his dolls. Speaking of unrealistic things involving small children, Oliver grabbed this a paper. scene contains the greatest deception of our time. A Keep young there. boy has succeeded in deceiving the CI fucking A that. He's good with girls. Well, he had his fingers crossed. Well, they tapped him. Absolutely believed him. Well, he didn't trick them. He just tricked his fellow people his age on purpose. But he didn't know he was tricking the CIA. He inadvertently tricked them. That's even better. At the beginning of the movie, the CIA said, I hear he's quite the lady killer. Yeah, but that's because they they went to camp. Yeah, but that's because they heard his audio recordings at camp bragging to people his own age. And they are CIA and they didn't realize. They got inadvertently tricked. Now, what I was going to say was Bartek. Yes. They have a toy glued to a skateboard and pushing it with a stick to reenact the to to figure out the dynamics. 
Is it Frankie Muniz doll, or what do you think the doll is? I don't know. It was 2003. What would have been a big popular kid's toy at the time? Big popular kid's toy. Or a toy of a kid. Is Mm. Is there a movie character you're... Movie character? 2003, what was big? That's right... It's Jake Lloyd as Anakin Skywalker glued, <laughs> oh, to, glued to a skateboard with a backpack and they're using that as the standard Wasn't Frankie Phantom Muniz. Menace 99 like, or something? Yeah, but think. Star Wars merchandise. Big. Okay. And think. When did Attack of the Clones come out? Around this time? Exactly. Mm. Which Jake Lloyd wasn't in, though. But this would have been made in 2002, perhaps? Oh, so, they, so they wouldn't have the Attack of the Clones. I think production stuff. would have been earlier for them to figure that out. So they would obviously have a Jake Lloyd toy. I just thought you'd really like that. Mm, that is pretty good. <laughs> General, also, nailing also, it. Yeah, th- this, this montage, Ryan, 10 out of 10? <laughs> Dude, it features one of the guys talking about how his dad, when he died, stuffed him into a doll and made him into a toy that you can pull a ring on his neck and have him talk to you. I remember that. That's... That's some next-level filmmaking. Now, this is something I really like. The sequence here is not your usual montage. You know, it's not usual. It's saying a million things at once, and none of them are helpful. Like, usually there's, like, one thing that's helpful, and then Frank is like, that's it, Mm. but not this. Well, the black guy... which one, Keith? No, one of the guys who was motivating him. Oh, the Pex, yeah. Yeah, there was like a guy who like he was really into what he was saying, and I thought that was gonna be like a. Oh, oh this is the one guy. Who's... Oh, the basketball guy or yeah. the rapper guy. Yeah. yeah, he had a basketball, so I assume he was a basketball player. Yeah, he but he was like speaking cool. rap. Yeah. yeah, and Frankie Muniz was really into what he was saying, so I thought like, oh, he's like the one in the group who's yeah. doing giving him the right advice. It's kind of like back in Zoom mm. uh, with the montage of people getting rejected. They interspersed the people getting not rejected into it. So I thought that was what they were doing. Mm. That's excellent. So Keith David. No, he's not the real focus here. What Hold is... on a second. Can we just give me like 10 out of 10 for my good commentary just there? Okay. Because I saw Keith David and I said Keith David. Okay, 9 out of 10. There you go. So, Hilary Duff, 10 out of 10, right? So, look at that shot. Some would say sexualization, a voyeuristic mm. shot, but it's an establishing shot that she's blonde. I just can't get past the OHS violations, honestly. It's just well, well, in all fairness, it's her fault. She had a friend holding the ladder. Yeah. Who dropped it, I guess? Like, she, she fell off the ladder. Yeah, but she the reached, ladder she went. She too far. Like too Icarus. Fair. Like Icarus. <laughs> she flew too close. Hilary to Duff us. is Icarus. You don't see her around anymore, do you? Uh, she flew to the sun in her wings. So, who, so who's Icarus's father in this film? Mm. Scientist. I mean, can you justify that as like a to the mythology? I believe Icarus's okay, father what's... was Daedalus. Daedalus. Yeah. What's his mythology background? I don't know. Uh, he made the wings, and he didn't fly close to the sun. He was the one that said, "Don't do that." Oh well, her dad's a scientist. Yeah. He creates things. Yeah. And then the things he creates nearly kills her in this movie. Well, he created her as well, technically. Well, duh, and Icarus's dad created Icarus, so there you go. So, <laughs> like, you know, we got to bend Icarus' wings. Uh, I don't know, I can't follow your logic. Okay, okay. So, he creates nanobots that are going to oh, be used to kill now. her at the end, right? Yes. So, but he doesn't use to kill him. Yeah. Mm. He warns, watch out. 
don't fuck with the nanobots. He actually is constantly like, don't do this, and they do it, and it costs people that... I mean, this so is... Everyone's he's... Icarus but him. Mm. Uh, he's Yeah, he's Dicarus, yeah. This is where they set up <laughs> that Frankie Muniz is actually a medical doctor, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. Well, but... Frankie Muniz has a PhD in everything. So he, he poke Like, she asks him, oh, do you think it's broken? He pokes it, she goes out, and he says, no, I don't think so. Most He's likely not. He's a complete not. doctor. Well, right. well, the bone's He's, not sticking out, yeah. so it's alright. <laughs> yeah, of course. Now, what I like about spy movies is, even in the serious ones, costume changes. Mm. Like this woman. She had enough time to stop the nurse, wear nurse's uniform, and do her hair up. Mm. In a really complex 1950s, 60s style. Well, Ryan, we didn't get the scene establishing what gadgets she has. Montage powers... <laughs> I mean, cutaway powers more like. Did no, they? she has montage powers too. Oh, okay. It's very convenient that that outfit fitted her just at that time. Well, the nurse, you know, she said, take my clothes and I'll make sure they fit you. Let me measure you because would... I'm a nurse. I know how to do stitches. That, you know what? I it, think you're onto something. It's a child-friendly <laughs> parody of The Terminator, which is about taking clothes. This is about giving clothes. <laughs> oh. This is similar to Snow Day in which... It was a movie about Chevy Chase wanting to gain pants. Mm. This is a movie about this woman wanting to stop wearing red throughout the movie. Because now she transitions to black. She was wearing mm. red for most yeah. of this movie. Then transitioned to black, then silver. I wanted to note that, yeah. Look at that. She's got driving gloves. Needs mm. them. Yeah. And her hair's now up again. And this guy's sideburns. You've got to be really impressed with sideburns oh, like mate, that. They are there to see. You stay. know he grew that for this movie? I'd imagine so. He yeah. actually said... He wouldn't have gotten the part without it. He actually said, Frankie Muniz looked me in the face and said, fucking grow a bunch of mutton chops, you cunt. And mate, then he said, well, that inspired me. Uh, mate, I thought, I thought the quote... Hey, Ryan, have we confirmed that the movie wasn't created around those mutton chops? I'm confirming to you right now that the movie was created around the fact that he actually, Frankie Muniz is actually a secret agent. Mm. Speaking of secret agent, what's the second quiz question? Is it that his pager theme is the same as that in Austin Powers when he has the video ring? That's at the very end, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you'll have to give me a minute on the uh, quiz question because my my netbook is stuffed up a bit. But remember, earlier on, I was trying to say that we'll get the Roger Ebert out of the way, but then we didn't. What's this guy from? But now this we guy? won't either because That's you asked Frankie the question. Munez. This guy on the left. That's Frankie Muniz oh, yeah. on the left. On the left here. That guy. That's Frankie Muniz. Oh, oh right. <laughs> 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 Jennifer, God I love it. you. Um, Boys, I love you. So, who's this guy left, Frankie? <laughs> so he's not so much Malcolm in the middle. He's Malcolm, Malcolm on the left. On the left. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm in the center of the frame. <laughs> hey, who's that guy that was that main? Uh, Frankie Muniz. No, 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 Bartik. Who's the guy who checked him out at the door, to the, at the gate then? I swear we know who that guy is. I don't know, I wasn't paying he, he was on the left of the frame. Oh, he's from Big Fat Liar, isn't he? Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh. Underwear! My favourite thing to see as a kid mm. is glowing underwear. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it's the heat signature. Look, Big Peck's guy is turned on as well, and now he's really disappointed. Does Parental shit, I can, control. I can still see it. 
Yeah. Now, now, because and that actually fits because this is a world the CIA hires actual kids, so you would have parental control. Hmm. Hey, bullies guys, there again. He actually has a name in the credits. Really? Yeah, he it's did. Like Frenton or something. <laughs> Frenton. <laughs> what the well, he's a private Oliver. That? He's a private school boy. If you watch oh. Centurions too, you would understand. So, <laughs> this is something very interesting, Bartek. We did our duology, and both. Both movies, or both duologies, at least this first one of the unit of uh, Agent Coney Bakes, take place in private schools. Mm. Is this an undercurrent of duologies? Of every is every movie that's only got two, one of them's involved in a private school. I mean, miscongeniality. Yeah, mm. makes sense. I'm not even sure are if it does, any, but I'm pretty sure it are does. Are there any private school, like, trilogies? That's the question. No. Because, because I know that Harry Potter, it went up to eight. But that wasn't a private mm. school. Anyone could go. I don't know, yeah, man. It seemed true. pretty private to me. You had to get a letter and everything. Well, yeah, but you have to get a letter to go to public school. Were there school fees for Hogwarts? Yes, there were. It was it was called beating a, up a muggle. No, uh, beating up a muggle or letting go of your moral compass. Yeah. Finding Voldemort. That was your tuition fee. Yeah, I guess the other if one's just... What happens him? after he's dead? I guess they just did whatever Dumbledore wanted. School closes. Oh, shit. Until a new Dumbledore, or... T- no, until a new Voldemort comes, which will be, you know, Harry. Voldemort. Harry, because he's bound to be Voldemort. Isn't it great when you give a girl a necklace that's actually a tracking thing, and it the tracking well, thing flashes repeatedly to let you know that it's well, a tracking thing? Yeah, you know, that's that's exactly the Fenster, kind of thing. Fenster, that's the one. Yeah. Fenster, there you go. Close. Uh, I swear we've done a, episode, a movie on this show where somebody's gift was a tracking device. Mm. <laughs> Inadvertently, it was a tracking device. Wasn't it, it was like a shoe or something? Zoom, probably. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, I've got the quiz question that I alluded to a few minutes Wait ago. Wait a moment. This, this is... guy is really angry at him for no real reason. Ugh. Just because of your scar. It's because he's got a blind eye. And he turns it. Ooh. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Haven't you ever heard of... <laughs> Notice that. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard of heterochromia or whatever? Heteronormativity? I agree. I hate that. No, I it's like you know in Final Heter- Fantasy X. Heterochromia is when you have two different coloured eyes. Yeah. But he doesn't have that. He has a blind eye. Blind eyes, that is a different colour. And fun fact... Oh, he got you, Ryan. Fun fact, trivia time. He always <laughs> right, Ryan. Yeah, what, what is the trivia thing? Anyway, a question, guys. Better yet, here's a fucking game. Or not. Or you could have stairs. Fuck, I'm being interrupted a lot this episode. What's up with this? You could have a giant cage that goes down a mountain. Or you could have stairs. Or an elevator. Or, you know what? I would... Or an elevator that goes into the underground lair. Nah, mate. Uh, nah, yeah. fuck that. You could easily break into that. Uh, Bartek, I know you're going to start a quiz, but does it involve a scene that got cut from this, which the director said this was the funniest thing he ever thought of, which was Ian McShane, just then, it gets cut. He see, yeah, okay. He runs up these stairs and kicks a duck. Like, fully <laughs> kicks a duck. And it got cut because people were horrified. Yeah, wow. I like, mean, the director, that is a way the of making director, him the villain. The director actually said... It's either me or the duck at one point, and they said we're getting rid of the duck, and he was like, "Okay, I'd actually leave and stayed." Oh, okay, dear me, I didn't know that. Was that in the IMDb trivia? Nope, no, it was not. I That's on that. the DVD for you. Really? Yep, he has a deleted wow. scene of him kicking a duck. Can you? You can actually watch it. 
Yeah, you can watch it. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. He fully kicks the duck. Like, it goes flying in the air. So they can't have that bit at the end of the credits that says no animals were harmed in the making of this movie. The ducks aren't animals. All because of that one incident. My favourite thing, too, is at the end, Frankie Muniz has the hollow device thing. The director just said, ah, throw it in the water. And he threw it in the water, and then the props guy's like, that's the only one of that we have we needed for every other shot in the movie. So the director just walked into the water and couldn't find it and then had to do the rest of the shoot in his underpants because oh he wet God. his pants. <laughs> oh my so God. this, if you're asking yourself, is the trivia question, did the director shoot this in his underpants? The answer is yes. <laughs> wow. What's no, the trivia question? The trivia question, this is the last one that I have, only two, is what did Cody have to do for his mission? And the oh, it's actually a point. And the four choices are pass math, true, get the girl, yeah. or save the world, or all of the all of the these, but all he didn't the really these. have to succeed at maths. Yeah, he didn't really. It was actually that. a chemistry class. Yeah. So what do a you tree. think the answer is? I think it's all of the these. It is all of the these. Um, but and that's not right. Though. But Oliver, Oliver, I I I was with you when I answered this. But this is from a website where they give you justification for the answers, like they explain oh, it. Oh god! And the justification is uh, reason why all of the these is the correct answer. Cody also had to learn how to speak to women, save Natalie Connors, and protect the innocents in the movie. What about maths? When did it ever say he was meant to protect innocents? Pr- protect the innocents. As in, like, the noun innocence. Um. But what does that have to do with maths? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't add up. Don't touch that, you idiot. It's made out of ice. Are you really going to trust a guy that got his throat slit once and hey. decided not to die? Hey, don't touch it. The ice is gonna break. That's a Christopher Walken reference there. Who really could have been the villain in this, to be honest. Yeah, maybe, actually. But Ian McShane is great in this. I mean, he's not in it enough. And the outtakes of him are great. Because uh, uh, Hilary Duff interrupts him. Mm. And he actually turns around, really serious, and just goes, Excuse me? What did you just do? And like, completely fucking grills Hilary Duff. And she's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, okay. And goes back to acting. So don't fuck with Ian McShane is the lesson of Cody Banks. Mm. Hilary learnt the hard way. Do you feel like... She lost the election and all. Oh my God. Rip in peace. (laughs) Do you feel like Hilary Duff's dad could have been more in the movie? The scientist who's in pretty much most of the movie. Yeah, I agree. He could have been more. Most of the movie. We haven't seen him since, like, the start of this point. We haven't seen Ian McShane since the start of the point. Every villain scene, the dad is involved. I haven't seen Ian McShane's blackface since the start of the movie. Oh, you know. That's the thing. Now he's in normal skin tone. It's completely different. Excuse me? Normal skin tone? Yeah, normal. You heard me. Thank you. I I have a hard time hearing sometimes. Yeah, no worries, man. I just have to make sure. It's okay. We're friends. Yeah. That's how comedy. <laughs> Ryan's yeah. not saying anything. He's just touching his lips. I'm letting the audience know because we can see it. Now he's touching his bottom row of teeth. He's really, I'm really touching both actually. So like, get, get fucking right. So the dad's yeah. laughing, and he's saying to himself, "I look like brains from Thunderpants, but with better hair." Yeah. With better hair, yeah. Actually, yeah. And I hear something. I like the the, the mummy as the bad guy, the henchman, mm. with his scars, his eye. And it never explains how he got these things. Yeah. Like, what's his history? Is there going to be a prequel in this called... And is he in the second one? Because at the end of the spoiler, he lives. And he's like, ooh! And gives you that, ooh, I'm going to be back. And we I'm like, I hope he's back. But maybe he's like, 
I'll be back in The Mummy 2 with Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> yes, and oh, Scorpion did, King. Right? Maybe he's in they, a spin-off. They, they threw him in an Egyptian tomb and they sealed him up. Obviously. They didn't just put him in an Egyptian tomb. They removed all of his organs, his brains, yeah. all of it. They mummified him proper. Yeah. With nanobots. <laughs> Frankie how knows, else are you going to do it? Because Frankie knows how to use them. If anyone's going to mummify you, it's Frankie Muniz. Oh, yeah. You know what they call Frankie Muniz? The archaeologist. <laughs> no, the mummy boy. Mummy's boy. Yeah. You know what I really would have loved? I, you know what? I actually would have loved a Frankie Muniz Indiana Jones series. Like, this is James Bond. I would have really loved... Like, oh, it's like the beginning of Last Crusade. There was a TV series called Young Indiana Jones. I know with River Phoenix, but I'm not like. But I'm saying he should have like a variant of like the kids archaeology hero. Like he goes around and he discovers dinosaurs and Nazis, and like you know dinosaur Nazis. Yeah. Mm. And maybe Frankie Muniz is the reason why we're punching Nazis in the face this year. Maybe. Mm. One can only dream of Frankie Muniz punching mm. Nazis. Oh, I do. Believe me. So, Bartek. You and I had not seen this movie before. What did you expect to come from this? Like, what did you think was going to happen? It's always one of those interesting things when you watch a movie you haven't seen before from this period because you kind of walk into it thinking, okay, this was well known at the time, but it's not talked about now. So, in other words, it's an unappreciated masterpiece in, in, our, in mm. our terminology. So you, you walk into it wondering, okay, is this going to be one of those ones where it's really obvious that it's it would be unappreciated? Or is this one of the ones that will just completely baffle us? Because there are some like that. Mm. Uh, we've mentioned already Zoom in this episode. We, mm-hmm. we watched Zoom and we were like, okay, we can definitely see why this one's unappreciated because most of it is like following things that would be in like the beginning act of a film and there are all these wacky transitions that didn't seem appropriate for film. I feel like this one is a bit more of a, one of those mystery ones. Like, what what is unappreciated about this film? Hmm. It's a film that, you know, it wants to be a junior James Bond film, and it is. It, it's a, it follows James Bond tropes. It follow And the junior aspect, the fact that it's a kid. We follow a kid who's trying to impress a girl. It's part of his mission, but that is a trope of kids' movies. So I walked into it thinking... I, well, obviously, I didn't know the exact mission would be to not seduce a girl but you know get with her to get at her dad so really the only thing that i had walking into it despite knowing little uh, little bits about it is the title agent cody banks Mm. frankie muniz plays cody banks and he's an agent and when i watched the film that's what i got it's not even like he started off not being an agent because he was yeah it's very honest film that's very true and you know you raised a lot there and I was very similar like I went okay what's going to happen here you know and I knew that oh he's going to save the world and get the girl but how's he going to do it why is he going to do it mm-hmm. I didn't even know he was a straight out agent at the start when Me he neither. saved the baby I'm like oh this is how they're going to find him and be like yes. you got to be our agent and then it would be like a yeah. training and- him and then at the end he saves the world and it's like to be continued now, Agent Cody Banks, but he's fully established already. Yeah, and when they showed the scene of, you know, when they were explaining the whole kid agent thing, yeah, this like, montage oh, of these we photos, miss this? and I saw in the top left corner Frankie Muniz there, and I was like, is this a plot hole? Like, they, he, they've got a photo of him already? But no, it turned out he was already an agent, and that kind of explained mm. to me why he didn't stick around when he saved yeah. the kid, because I was like, if I and did show that... show fear. Yeah, it, it was this kind of thing like... 
Mm. Is he just an all-round good guy? He doesn't need the praise, but no, it's he really needs to be undercover. And it's funny that we mentioned this at the scene where his cover is blown. And here's something interesting. He had nanobots before in his shoe. Yep. They were mm. eating his shoe. Mm-hmm. And what did he do? He just took his shoe off. That's mm. genius, right? There. But here's the thing. The nanobots will keep eating indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. And he just threw the shoe in a bush. So does that mean he'll eat the shoe, then eat the tree, and then keep eating? Yep. They're, street, they're street carnivals, right? No, like, it, it eats everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Oh, wait, no, wasn't it they... Didn't they set up a like program to... Yeah. Carbon so, materials. So, yeah. trees? I don't know. It's not everything. So, it'll eat lots of things, but it won't just they won't just lie there. You know what I mean? Mm, I'm laughing at something else. It's actually like a quarantine situation. Like, they actually need the CIA to come over there and quarantine that place. Sorry to change the topic, but did you hear what that paper was? No, but I could see her bra through her Oh, she's actually wearing a bra now? now? Yeah. Okay. No, that was the school newspaper. Yeah, yeah. And the people who discovered that he was CIA were the villains? Yeah, So does that mean that the first thing they did was they dobbed him into the school? No, I think because everyone else at the school was there. No, the school newspaper didn't say he's a secret agent. It's just, he's doing ninjutsu. What's that about? And then it's like, well, obviously, people can figure out he's a secret agent. But it wasn't ninjutsu. You know, oh, Ryan, <laughs> we set Just you up saying. and you fell. It's Sorry, more surf man. ninjutsu. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> so, <That's laughs> what, look, I'm glad that you came to that. Yes. Place. No, you're right. It's CIA all this, karate. All this film, which only the CIA know how to do that style of fighting. <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. All this film needs is a bit of you know, bend your knees, swing your arms. Hmm. No, it was bend your knee, wave your arms. Was it wave? Yeah. Oh yeah. Why am I saying spin? Of course it's wave. Fuck is, is this from surf ninja? Yeah. Of course. That's how you surf. Um, yeah. Bend your knees. Wave your arms. Those of my generation do not surf. So. Um, <laughs> your generation. Yeah. You'd know <laughs> why he said that if you listen to. So him, Ian so. McShane looks the exact same now, mm-hmm. as he does in two thousand and three. He has not aged. He is perfect. Do you think we'll find a, f- a portrait of him in his own attic, just aging slowly in his place? I think it's because he looks like he's been out in the sun for a million years, so he always <laughs> looks like he's the same age. And then he'll hit that age where he just, like, falls apart, like, physically. We aren't there yet. Uh-oh. Here You're supposed to stay away from Hillary. We haven't seen Hillary in, like, a scene. Hillary just won't stay away from the It's White because House. no one's been, you know, she hasn't been given a mission. Is it me or does Hillary have high tits? <laughs> what? I don't know, we'd have to have a look. I believe the word is perky. No, I mean high. I, I like the waitress. I like her in this <laughs> sequence too. Yeah, she's <laughs> this isn't the greatest game. It's like when she's standing up, but look, I don't know. I think, I think her breasts are pretty high up. Maybe she's wearing a push up bra. Well, obviously. Or or she just has tits that have naturally formed high. We don't know. Have you she's seen not wearing, her? Naked? She's not wearing a bra. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm feeling my own, and I think it's in a regular place. No, yours are further down, mate. And you're a oh, man, yeah. so yours are lower. <laughs> this is the high point. This is the low point. Bartek, Frankie Muniz just pulled a face and we missed it because we were talking about your breasts. Oh, Uh-oh, you're, and the man ring And you're gave, welcome, Ryan. I like the man ring gave it away that he was the guy, not everything <laughs> else. 
Quick, let's run. You know, when I watched that for the first time, I didn't actually notice the ring. Because I, I never like, noticed his ring either. I was looking at the burger, mm. and I'm like, what the... Why is this insidious? I, I looked at the ring and went, okay, so the way has got a ring. Go black lady. <laughs> so, I didn't notice that either. That she's cheering him on. Oh, that's why I like yeah. her in this sequence, because she's, she's cheering yeah. in the background the whole time. I just liked how really into giving them the So you didn't was. even realise her full character. See, this no. is the stuff about oh. watching a masterpiece, unappreciated or not. Uh... Over and over. Over and over. You notice these details. You notice these fine, intricate moments. Like, they, this stuff would be hot, but they're fine. You know, that's because... Well, right, it's only been in the oven for ten minutes. But it's because they are used to the Antarctic. You know, or the mountains, or freezing cold temperatures. So they're now immune yeah. to heat. Mm. Hence the tan that their boss has. Oh. He went to Hong Kong. We already went through this. Oh, that's and right. since he's not been in Hong Kong in these scenes, he has less of a tan. I've been ah, in Hong Kong. Okay. Have you? I know that the, the I said that when we first talked about Hong Kong. Hong no, Kong. but have you? Yeah. Why? Because it was on the way to Poland. Oh, is this when you watched Catch That Kid? Did you no, actually? This was a few. Years, this was like a year before. Did you actually like get off and go through the? Country? I stayed did... there like three days, two nights. Oh. Wake up, Frankie! I remember one of my memories is that near a hotel there was a radio somewhere playing boom, 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 boom. What you win, My favorite. Together. My favorite song is boom, boom, boom. I bet it is. No, no, okay, words. we don't have copyright, guys. We can't sing that song. Oh, right. How many times have you used that joke for? Once this episode. This episode, yeah, but overall. This just in shows... your whole life. This, this scene just Five. shows more child abuse, mate. Like, he's just getting punched by adults. But his parents don't care. No, they didn't give a well, shit. Well, I mean, sorry, you're not, you're not Ryan, you're Oliver. Uh, he's a CIA agent. Jennifer, get it right. I'm sorry, I mean, boys. who punches people who work for the CIA? Who it's... punches Frankie Muniz? Only the CIA m- <laughs> agent Frankie Muniz. Only uh, the mummy. Ah, yes. His mum? But his mum seemed pretty worried before she grounded him. That's what they look like when doors are open. But when you close the doors, they start beating their kids. Also, I love that he's on like a nice relationship level with like every one of the CIA agents here. They're all saying bye to him. It's, it's not because just like... he's a really cool guy. He knows how to talk to the ladies now. <laughs> Does he though? Now, yeah. He's really open with Hillary. He said to her, Hillary, 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 I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Hillary dickity dog. Maybe if Hillary was more open with America. (laughs) How good would it be if Hillary Clinton was in this movie as his love interest and Hillary Duff ran? Okay, all all avid photoshoppers. I'd vote for Hillary Duff. All avid photoshoppers and video editors, we have set you a new task. All right. I really would have loved if in a Saturday Night Live sketch, Hillary Duff plays Hillary Clinton. Oh. And Hillary Clinton plays Hillary Duff. Is Hillary Duff still around? Uh, she's alive. Mm. So the answer is yes. Okay. I mean, is Frankie Muniz still around? Technically not in films, but he's still alive. I mean, is he a dad yet? No. Mm. Are you a dad yet, audience? You don't know. And there's That's like, why I'm asking. And there's like... A five-year-old kid who says yes. <laughs> like, good job, wow. kid. Getting late early. Get nice. get practice before you get to the real. And look, stuff. here we go. The scientist man, who has a bald head, I guess. He's balding. He looked a bit like yeah. Conan O'Brien. But he doesn't look like that when you physically see him. Mm. So I wonder if that is a body double for the back shots to be like he's balding, and then the front shots. I want Frankie's bedroom, and not just because I Frankie's want in Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna fucking say that. I didn't get a fuck if I knew you. Guys, I know. calm down. You're pissing off. Goku. You and little boys, right? Guys, calm down. 
Alex is in this scene. He's already been told to fuck off by his dad. And the mum probably beat him. I mean, that's why Alex is so relaxed in this movie. He's like, whatever. Because he's repressed. Alex has a lot. Look at his face right now. He's looking at this being like, what? Now I'm remembering the beatings. That's the sound of pain. And now he's like, no, he's crazy because being able to escape from this I don't want to say literal concentration camp of a house, but this concentration camp of a house. I mean, we haven't not seen Right, you're, you're pissing off Goku some more. Hey, Goku looks happy. It's more I'm worried about Diddy Kong. I don't think there's a Diddy Kong in this room, but really, there should be. There's a there's a gorilla on the bed there. Oh, Ryan, you brought up earlier the um the the, the Nordic team. Yeah. Mm. You didn't explain what it was. You can do it. What country was it? I think it was Denmark. Denmark? That kid just got a lot of money. So I believe it was one of the people working on the crew. It wasn't the director, was it? It was the director. It was the director. Um, he's a really big fan of a specific sports team. I don't remember what sport. I think soccer. Yeah, Harold Zwart. What? Zwart. No, yeah. what? Harold Zwart. Zwart. How do you spell that, Ryan? Z-W-A-R-T. Zwart. Z-W-A-T Zvart Zvart I don't know But anyway He's a really big fan of the team And he wanted to Put Memorabilia Of the team In various parts of the movie And one of the Ways in which he put it in Was penance In um In Frankie Muniz's room and in I, Cody Banks I love that It's just saying Hey You know Cody Banks He's a world traveller And that's for future installments mm. That's smart writing It's like The film Funny People you know, it's they, exactly like the film Funny it, No, in the This is like Funny I'm people. saying that this Adam is, Sandler's in both no, Oh I'm, my god I'm trying to say That this is better Because in Funny People They had Eric Banner And he had a room full Of St. Kilda merchandise And he had this whole rant Against Collingwood And it's like a, You're Australian you're, you're talking about An Australian thing But here it's an American kid And he's A fan Of something Nordic which mm. And he doesn't talk about it So it's a bit more subtle about it And he's a Hey, look we just saw a cartoon Munez. I've always wondered what he would look like on a Pokedex. Yeah. <laughs> what's his cry, Ryan? Give it to the cam. The sorry, not the cam. The microphone. His cry. His cry. Stop beating me! <laughs> I thought we were gonna be like. While stop beating me while Frankie Muniz appeared. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? When they faint, they make the cry again. So it'll, it'll, oh it'll, my stop beating God. me! Frankie Muniz fainted. No, no, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, no! His actual cry would be the theme song from Malcolm in the Middle, like the whole theme song, or just a bit at the end where it's like, "Life is unfair." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, so. Really grey scene here. Yeah. I I think that's because we're gonna meet some morally grey characters, which are ah, it's it's appropriate pilots who are willing to let yeah. a fourteen to fifteen year old kid fly be able look, look to be much, flown somewhere. Look how much money is this? That's like twenty bucks. They didn't even question. well. He had to give the money to his brother. Well, no, 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 no. He gave them twenty bucks and a gobby. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Ryan gives goblins. Slang for goblins. Alright, we'll, gi- we'll give it to Ryan. I already mentioned Save Could by the Bell. Could we get past one episode with one without you mentioning, like, child mm-hmm. fellatio? We do, when you're not here. Oh. I don't know, right? We've, we've mentioned gobbies quite a lot in the past. I like episodes. how you say we, so you've joined in. I'm, af- <laughs> I'm afraid to say that I think last week I See, was the Bartek one. Bartek but... cradles the balls. Oh, that's a loving well, man. The right gobbies are no, I'm the one who talks that. about Saved by the Bell. Mm. Uh, were there gobbies in Saved by the Bell? That's why it's Maybe called... in the porno. That's why it's called Screech. They, that's implied, I yeah. Think, I think the actor who played Screech actually did make a porno. Like, Saved by the Smell. Was he doing sex in it? Or was he like Snoop Dogg and giving us OHS tips no, for porn? I, I th- oh, I haven't told you about the porn version of Cody Banks, have I? Agent Bony Spanks? Oh, I thought it was Agent Cunty Wanks. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one that you came up with, Oliver? Bony Spanks. Bony Wanks. Cunty Spanks. Why would it be Wanks? It's not like masturbation, it's sex. Porn can be solo. What if there's a por- What if there's Why a- would you have that? What if there's a- whoa, 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 whoa. Bartek. He is confused at the idea that there's a section of pornography where it's just people masturbating. No, no, no. I'm saying if you're going to have a porno that is of the caliber of this film, you've got to go full intercourse. But maybe Cunty Cunty Wanks is a cunt that gets wanked off. Like Bartek already set up. I think what we can say here is that Ryan is a man of technicality and Oliver is a man of taste. He likes to taste his porn. I like the technicality of it. <laughs> no, right. Really you're, you're more focused on what makes a porno. <laughs> Oliver's what's focused on making a good porno. No, 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 no. Oliver's more focused on tasting his porn, and I'm more focused on the texture of the porn. I guess. Can you not? That's yeah. Do it again. Of... I know you like it. No trespassing. End of film. <laughs> this is the most impenetrable fence. You know, Ryan, this like, isn't the Avengers. It's completely necessary for him to cut this. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Did he need a laser during any other point in this movie? Yeah. Did he use it? No. But you know why? Because that laser is only good against really, really easy to get past fences. Mm. He could have clipped it. Also, can I ask a question about this uh, scene when you guys watched it? Yeah, I also think that it was just one snowmobile guy. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> one snowmobile Thank you. Is that actually No, I wanted to ask, was this sequence here louder than the rest of the film for you? No. Because when I watched it, I like I struggled mm. to hear it. I turned it up, the volume up really loud. Mm-hmm. And then at this scene, I had to turn it down because it was yeah. really loud. No, my volume was fine. I watched the DVD. No, but I think you're onto something. No, you guys just oh, must have watched illegal copies. Ryan. Do you watch it on DVD? I watched it on Netflix. Okay, Brian, DVD you didn't even copy buy that DVD. DVD, I watched it though. Oh look, now we got a fire butt joke, and it's the same guy. <laughs> actually, no, this is uh, actually surprisingly, this is actually two different guys. Now, one of them is a stunt driver. Uh, the, the other, other is, is Tony Hawks. Hawks? <laughs> you were so close Hawks. to what I was gonna say. I was going to say Fat Tony, because <laughs> Baby's Day Out had a gag where someone's dick was on fire. No, Tony Hawk. Is it Hawk or Hawk? It's Hawk. But Tony I'm talking Hawk. about I multiple... You know. I would talk, I'm talking about Tony Hawk's pro skater. Well, I mean, that's possessive. <laughs> I will... Hey, are you saying Tony Hawk is possessive? It is when you're talking about his pro skater. Oh, I'm talking about him doing this movie. It's He's like very your, name, your name is Ryan. It'd be Ryan's pro skating, not Ryan's... Slowinski's not Ryan's pro skater. No, not Ryan's skate. Not Ryan's stuntman. 
Like uh, Tony Hawk's stuntman. Tony That's Hawk? what I was saying. I'm saying Tony yes. Hawk's stuntman. Uh... Because Tony Hawk does not always skate. He gets a stunt guy, guys. And his name is Cody. Tony Hawks. <laughs> oh, I see. That's coincidence. Imagine being, like, only hiring stuntmen that have the same name plus one letter to your name. No, your name, but but possessive. Marta <laughs> Kastushaks. <laughs> oh, no, I said my last name. Oliver's. <laughs> yeah, no, Jenna. Oliver's. Oliver's actually sounds kind of cool. Well, Oliver's. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like mm. you've got too many olives on your pizza, and you need to get rid of them. Have you like met me? No, I think it's someone who <laughs> my puts life on is too olives. many olives. <laughs> your life is you getting getting rid of. Yeah, I agree. So it's like, hey, I'm gonna give you the name Oliver, and he's like, please, sir, can I have some more name? Oh my like, god, like S. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, right, you can have an S. That's all you get. Hey, I was happy with that. That's probably one of the best jokes you've made. Is it? In regards to Oliver, to say the least, let alone in your life. Mate, what is the bar here? Uh, the tech. bar is... Tech. Low. Bar tech low. Ah, I get it. Low, as in the amount of parents you have, Oliver. Hey. I'm an orphan, leave me alone. He's got the standard too. That are dead, you're right. He's not Harry Potter, despite how he looks, Ryan. Excuse me. We don't know what Jennifer looks like. Did you just assume my gender? Yeah. Did I? He's clearly... Oh, because I said he. He's clearly... Yeah, okay, I did. He's clearly an R. You serious? I use she. So, shown. Alright, so... I use X-E. Okay, that's enough right now. (laughs) What is this, Final Fantasy Type 0? Yes. Now, guys, did you see that pointing that he did? He was pointing to show us which direction they're going to turn. Oh, Oh, he missed the turnaround bit. Now, this is great. The director stated he doesn't like working with CG and green screen too much because it looks fake. So he tried to make it as realistic in his movie. And it really... Why did they... Really shows. Why did they open the... Bay doors of the because the helicopter is there, Oliver. <laughs> and Ian, Ma- Ian McShane literally just entered. He's not even out of the helicopter. He's applying his blackface. There was no helicopter in the shot. Uh, uh, there was. When the things open and you come here, the helicopter's in there now because between the cuts, the helicopter went in. <laughs> Did you know how fast those things are? And now the doors are closing. <laughs> Oh, there are no plot holes other than one. <laughs> yeah, so it's not a plot hole. <laughs> right? I'm just watching you descend into madness. <laughs> no, I'm descending into Munez. Ah, His butthole. Munez. <laughs> Munez. Hey, hey, hey. You think he has a Snapchat? Frankie Munez? Because, because I reckon send... he, You know what he would send? He would send some Munes. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, do you want to hey, check now and like send Frankie Muniz Snapchats on the show? No. Nah. Okay. Why don't we check his Twitter? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Oliver. You nah, Frankie doesn't have one. Uh, fun fact Frankie Muniz used to use Twitter and then he had a stroke. <laughs> and, and then what? what? That's <laughs> not funny. <laughs> no. I feel like we're missing part of the story, Ryan. Oh, we okay. Expand. Frankie Muniz at the age of 28 had a stroke. Yeah. And now he can't type. Uh, But that doesn't stop anyone else on Twitter. No, that's fake news. Wait, hold on. What the hell, Ryan? That was Mario thing. (laughs) I know. I did that that earlier. And you guys are like, classic punchline music. And I'm like, And you guys are like, punchline music. 
Uh, I like this black guy. Serious black guy. Oh, also. No, that's Ian McShane, right? These guys are the best. <laughs> yeah, I said I like Ian McShane. <laughs> Seriously, this is my No one saw them behind those books. Uh, here's something. Early in the film, at the birthday party, all the servants that were evil were black. And I actually oh, wrote. All of the servants. All of them. I think all of the servants. Oliver has servants, and they're black and evil. Yeah, but we don't talk about them. They know their place. They're not servants, they're slaves. Uh, so... Yeah, I don't pay them. Well, they're black. You know, I mean, as Luke Cage, the black superhero, bravely, you know, once said, he said, hey. What a wonderful kind of... That's day. what horses eat. We and that's what a horse eats, and right? that's what he gives to his slaves. You know that little librarian at one of my schools gave me sass because I said, hey. Really? And they were like, it's cold. Hi. You should <laughs> probably slap the bitch. I was like, hey, miss, could you help me with this? And she was like... That's what horses eat. I'm like, excuse me? Fun fact, that was not the outfit she got stolen in, and her dad doesn't know she's here. So who gave her that outfit? Me. I reckon it was Ian McShane. He just wiped his face on her white clothes from earlier and just said, here you go. What? Why would he do this? He was out of the yeah, camera look, shot. Look, it's because Frankie likes to do somersaults. Well, and they can... said, Mr. Munez, this doesn't make sense. And then he goes, it's not a plot hole. And then they go, fair enough. Oh, if you like somersaults, wait till the next scene. Also, there were people oh walking God. past. They could have just looked in and saw him. But so no, no. The the they might think he's a guard. A guard? A guard. Hey. Enough. Mr. Wahlberg. Mm, so, Frank, Wahlberg. now, do Wahlberg. you agree now that you see more of her that she has high tits? I mean, not in this shot. Not in this one. They're not high enough. Let's, okay, let's come see, on, let's look. see, yeah. High tits? Uh, it's hard because she's wearing black, but high tits. Maybe, like actually, like, maybe, maybe a little bit. Yeah, maybe yeah, her yeah, shoulders yeah. are just too small. Well, I mean, to be fair, she's not. Right. She's right, right. Right, right. She's not fully filled out. She's a young woman. Did you mention this yesterday when you were watching with your girlfriend, Ryan? Well, that she has high tits? Yeah. No, I didn't mention it. What? She could have helped. Hey, Rachel! Oh, now she's going to come in. Actually, I've asked my girlfriend. Oh, is, is she coming on? I'm going to. I'm gonna. Oh, all right, guys. Goodness. Special guest appearance by Rachel, hopefully. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> you fill in. Right. This is the first time we're going to have a fourth person. actually Elijah. leaving the room. <laughs> this is unprecedented. I know. It's like we get Frankie Runas back in the you know show and all of a sudden Ryan's changing up the way we do the show. It's crazy. He has this effect on people. Yeah, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Here she is. Rachel. So, <laughs> Rachel. It's Rachel that my girlfriend, everyone. Say hi, Rachel. Hi. Louder. Hi. Okay, not that loud. Okay, so Rachel, does, especially in this shot, um, Hilary Duff have high tits? Like, look how, look at that. Because I think she does, but these guys aren't too short, but I've kind of persuaded them to think so. But we need a girl's opinion. High tits or not? Get a good look. Because she doesn't have big tits, but she has, like, normal-sized tits. But they're high See, it looks like they've tried to push up her boobs that's in a push-up bra. That's what I but said. But they haven't padded down below. Yeah, that's exactly it. So they it. just tried to give her cleavage because she's wearing the tank top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But So I think that they've pushed Boing. her boobs up high. But they did that when she wasn't wearing tank tops, like with just normal shirts like yeah. that go up to the neck. Yeah, so it's because they're giving her cleavage but not big enough boobs that she'll be over-sexualized by adults. So that's what gives you high tits? So, she's been sexualized enough in this film. Yeah, but yeah, she has. 
but it's really aimed at like the 16 year olds it's not just like the director's gonna find her hot so, it's Cody's gonna find her hot is he in blackface again? no so Rachel no. Mm-hmm. Okay. final answer yes or no hi tits yes or no yes hey. thank you for joining us on the podcast love to have you on sometime again well that's your opinion Rachel yeah I, th- I, th- I think this is our first ever cameo <laughs> yeah wow yeah well hi tits usually break the show rules Kind of like you with a lady, because she's a girl. Tits are pretty fantastic. Especially if they're high on oh. drugs. I think everyone votes on drugs. When I snort cocaine of high tits. Do you know where your tits are? Um, they do say that sometimes when you're high, you're off your tits. Oh. That's exactly what I was referencing. I was a drunk. No, it's high as well. Um, so, that was special. I'm very glad that we did that. You know, Rachel's an expert on high tits. So that's what I, you know, that's why I'm in expert? a relationship with her. She's an expert on high tits. Is she? We should bring her back and ask her. She's yeah. Dr. High Tits. Uh, or PhD in high tits. Well, Frankie Munez has all the PhDs. And now she's got a white shirt Ooh. thing. Well, you know, it's because they've got to illustrate that she's innocent. Now, here's something I like. Munez put the ice in his shoe for literally two seconds in a cryogenic frozy shoe. And it ate his shoe like that. Yeah. Well, this, is like, <laughs> this is like melting on her. Well, I can explain that actually. For half, like pretty much most of it, like it's water right. draining and not eating her face. I can explain this. It's, okay, on Hillary Duff, the bots are designed to eat away at carbon, not silicon. No, that's unfair. She's she's too young for silicon. No, you the real answer, that? the real answer is if you watch the special features, you will actually get, not joking, Hillary Duff's makeup tips. Oh in which she teaches you how to get makeup like her. And I think it's it's nanobot-proof makeup. Sure. And you know what, Bartek? This is one of the many movies that we've watched. And since we've done this show, I've noticed a lot of movies, kids or not, do this. Yeah. Is, like the Green Hornet, mm-hmm. the way to defeat the bad guy yeah. is to brutally murder them. Yeah, I was going to say. And there's no was... moral ambiguity. Yeah. Like, she doesn't feel bad yeah. about like making a guy... Yeah. Get... We've run out of options. Let's and just... this is the most brutal murder this, this we've is... done on the show. It's the only murder, actually, in the film because, like, there are a lot of explosions and it's not clear as to whether or not people are dead, right? They could be knocked out. Yeah. We don't know. And this her is... attitude about it was kind yeah. of innocent, Absolute, almost. unabashed, straight-up cold-blooded. Literally cold-blooded murder. Well, have you ever heard of that theory that the most evil beings in our world are babies yeah no that's there's a there's a basis behind that but she's not a baby she has high tits i know but you said that she's very (laughs) babies can't have high tits oh who's sexualizing children now oliver you open that door all right you are the answer is but so the thing is that they're born you know they don't understand how the world works they're kind of dum-dums so they don't understand that the things they do can be considered good or evil, so they just act on instinct alone. Now, what's that to do with brain structures where empathy is actually you know, sort of a development of the brain and a marker of the fetal development as well? Yeah. Not fetal, but like childhood development, so their brains literally aren't developed to the point where... I, I guess, is thing. and this, not to be offensive or anything, but have you ever heard of the uh, kind of, not that sensitive term, retard strength? Yeah, it's kind of like that, I guess. You know, they're not—they don't really know how to hold back. And She's stuff. smiling at him. I didn't well, really... here's something, Bartek. You're a villain. When you lose your villainous schemes, do you just open your mouth really wide and go ah for a solid minute for me long enough to shove an ice cube in your mouth? Bink. Only after I eat a three-year-old. 
Fair enough. Because I can't eat something more evil than me. Guys, we just watched the mummy get pumped, punched in the face. I just want to... Look, look, wait, wait. CGI's taking oh, over God. Ian McShane. That's some, like... La- sorry, uh, Last Crusade. Not Last Crusade, sorry. Raiders, Raiders of, of the, the Lost, Lost Ark. Yeah. I was going to say that, too. But yeah. that used practical effects. Did it? Yeah. Uh, Ryan, this looked pretty practical to me. Raiders, when his face is melting off, those are practical effects. Yeah. And this wasn't Ryan? That was CG. He's this is dead. No, no, no. This is different. He's dead, Jim. Think. He's dead. This... This used... The idea of what happens if we used video game graphics when they glitch on Ian McShane? You mean like the face vanishes, but the eyes are still there? Yeah, and the and the teeth also <laughs> still there. Yeah, it's funny when that happens, especially in newer games where you're not. When to you're say not that. supposed to, definitely not supposed yeah, to. Yeah, and it's like really realistic. Mm. Now, I think Watch Dogs is one of those examples. You know, yeah. it's a great example. Watch underscore Dogs. That is. Excuse me, Frankie just got on a skidoo. Which, you know, I love that he got on one of those. Mm. And here's the thing. This movie has a lot of twists and turns, a lot of intrigue, a lot of mystery, a lot of excitement. And I think we haven't really talked about why this hasn't succeeded. What do you think? Stop some masterpiece like this, because we've been gushing about this. Enjoying the cast, enjoying the direction, enjoying what we're seeing. Mm. And people do remember Agent Cody Banks. It's not forgotten, say. But it's unappreciated, to say the least. And why is that? I mean, it got a sequel and everything. I'm scared to answer your question, because I want to mention Roger Ebert, and every time I do, I get interrupted. So I don't know if I'll be able to answer it. Well, I'll give you two words, mate. Yeah. Spy Kids. Spy Kids? That's that's sort of related to what Roger Ebert said. Give us Ebert! So, ignoring the Spy Kids bit for a second, uh... So what was he going to say about Roger Ebert? Yeah. Oh, what, my Ryan, God. what was Ryan I going to... give me your information what, again. What was I going to say about Roger Ebert here? Oh, just, just go on. Look, so, Roger Ebert, his score for this movie, by the way, is two and a half out of four. So that's around, you know, the 60-something mark. So he it's, liked it. It's it's uh, it's a this isn't bad, but I'm not going to praise it too much kind of score. So it's kind of like... Mm, Timid, not timid, uh, mm-hmm. milky, vanilla Roger Ebert. He didn't hate it. So basically he said that this has elements that kids will like, but he wouldn't really jump to recommend it to adults. But before he came to that conclusion, he did say that it follows the James Bond tropes pretty well. Like it's got all these gadgets, the kid's likeable, he's got all these skills, and there are some neat things in it. But yes, he did say in his review that it kind of reminded him of Spy Kids, but Spy Kids kind of had more fun about it. That he would much sooner recommend Spy Kids to older people than he would recommend Agent Cody Banks. Yeah. And if you're into Ebert, then probably hearing that would tip you off to that. But if you don't know about Ebert, but you know about Spy Kids, I suppose you would feel similar. Now, that is all true, but Frankie is using his brain here. He's saying, throw ice at the door, and it will save them. Fun fact, doesn't have nanobots. That's actually the one with actual ice. (laughs) (laughs) How good would that be? So, you just heard what Bartek had to say about what Roger Ebert interpreted and and Spy Kids. Oliver, were you more of a Spy Kids fan? I was a Spy Kids fan, but as much as I can say that I enjoyed Spy Kids, I don't think it left the quite same impression that Cody Banks did. I mean, it did give us machetes, so... It did. Well, the director did. did. No, and Spy Kids did. Machete's in Spy Kids. Small side note. Nanobots. Oh, okay. Yeah. Small small side note. Nanobots eat bay doors. They don't eat the rock around the doors. Well, that's not made out of carbon. I mean, of course. Cabin. 
And we established that they only eat carbon or they eat everything. <laughs> I did a visual reference reminding there where I just stroked my chin with sheer exasperation. And slowly turned to look at me. <laughs> I will fuck you up. Like the mummy guy is about to get fucked up. Now, oh, here we go. Now, I here's the thing. I've grown up and I've realised Spy Kids was a great film. And it's actually weird. It's becoming an unappreciated masterpiece because it's getting lower and lower praise. And not just because it's getting older and there's new generations, but people our age who grew up on it are actually like, it's shit, I never liked Spy Kids when they actually did. And I don't know what that's about. And I think Munez, the Munez era is getting that treatment too. This weird... Degradate, degradate, hmm. Degradation? Degradation, you're going there. No, I don't want to say that's the word. Degeneration? No, no, scrap that all the time. Disintegration? Classification? Rebellion against good taste. Mm, yeah. I mean, these people, I know, like, we're hipsters. It's cool to not like good things. It's cool to like grandpa clothes. I mean, it's like they're getting a copy of Cody Banks, Spy Kids, Citizen Kane, and going... These are all great movies. I'm going to ironically not like them, even though I know they're good. And I think that's the problem. Is you fucking hipsters out there, stop ruining good movies, right? Stop giving them low ratings on IMDb. I mean, this has a low rating, and I'm surprised. Because that is, it has everything. Good music, good special effects, good Munez. I mean, <laughs> all you want. That's I mean, that's the three that you need. To make a good movie. And you know what? A lot of movies don't have Muniz. So that's like one Actually, factor you know, down. The, the, the other day I watched Susan Kane, Didn't like it. Not enough Muniz. Yeah. He was really good as Charles Foster Kane, But he could have been in it more. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, um, Orson Welles, he heard that we were doing this episode and he's like, he, he did not want to be part of this at all. And he said... He just ran away. And I heard Orson... Yeah. He was scoffing at the time. He was like... And I could hear from that... A sigh. A disappointed sigh in himself. Mm. He... Is disappointed in himself for not making this movie. He could cast the mummy to be in some chainmail gear here. Mm. And he didn't. Could have. But you know who did? A Danish guy. Pretty sure Danish. Let's just say Danish. I'm hungry for a Danish now. It's a Nordic. <laughs> No, he's not going to help you. Looking at this booklet, it's not going to... This bold guy behind her looks really mean. That's actually... <laughs> yeah. Kind of like a uh, Breaking Bad vibe to him. Yeah, Mike Omentrout. Again, yeah. who's been on Unappreciated Masterpieces in Flipper. Uh, you know, this is something that I like about movies like this. What? It has a happy ending. Yeah. Mm. And it doesn't... Love a good happy ending. It does not... Do the typical sequel baiting that lots of kids' movies do. Like, it um, does. No Baby Goes to China? No Baby Goes to China, <sighs> but it does give you the... This is... The venture's going to continue, but it's not saying, Agent Cody Banks will return in. Like, that kind of thing. Mm, yeah. That kind of thing. And I, I really appreciate that. I really, really do. This guy hugs for maybe a little too short. Well, the mutton shops revolve around <laughs> the film, remember? <laughs> yeah, well... Live a live vita loca. And then, <laughs> then we get the salute. Yeah. Hey. And oddly enough, it was from Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> and they high five because they were best friends throughout the movie. That was, a, that was established. That was, a, that was a low five, actually. And then, but then they went high. And then, you know. Like the tits. And then, yeah. 
Like Ernie's tits. You agree with me, Ryan. Those were high tits, right? I stated it. Yeah, he was so the you one, agree with me. He was the one yeah. that mentioned it. I like yeah. Ernie's face here. Sorry, who's? Ernie's. Is that Keith David's character? Oh, fuck. I'm getting confused with Ernie Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all fairness, they were both very similar actors around the same time. The yeah, 80s. but Keith David's Keith David. David. Keith David, who is... He's just great, you know? Like, I love Keith David. Like, he's just... I mean, he... I mean, people may know him from The Thing... The they voice live. they live with a great sunglasses Saints fight Row sequence. 4. Uh, also, I guess Coraline as the voice of the cat, mm. and also the voice of um, the bad guy in the Princess and the Frog. Mm. And that's what he's known for. And also the voice of Keith David. But you know what he's really known for? Are you gonna say A, C, oh. B? Okay, okay. You want to really know what he's known for? Is he known for A? Being a player. B. Being a slayer. C. Being a lady killer. Or D. All of the things. All of the these. All of the the these. All of the... No. Or D. All of the Keiths. (laughs) Guys, I was just trying to remember the acronym for Agent Cody Banks. (laughs) Guys, we just finished watching Agent Cody Banks. The answer's D, by the way. So, (laughs) I I don't know if you quite understand... Just how happy we should all be having witnessed this. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I'm also sad that's over. Mm. You know, like, Guy did a really good job. Good job, Guy. <laughs> good job, Guy. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Uh, David. And Dylan. Keith David's brother. David Nixay did a good job. Yeah. Hey, Kerry David. And Kerry David. <laughs> He's related to Madonna Keith. Madonna was an Keith executive David. producer? Madonna. She was an ex- It just said. Madonna. Was Madonna? It just said Madonna was an executive. Like Madonna, one word? Yes. You're Madonna joking. I am not kidding. Yeah, the film's over. We can rewind. No, we're, no it's not over. The credits are still rolling, babies. Yeah, fair there enough. might be something after the credits. Did you guys check? Is it Madonna? Yeah, no, I'm looking. Look, right here. Madonna. Fuck yeah! <laughs> and that explains why Like a Virgin is the theme song. <laughs> now, guys. Oliver. <laughs> I do believe. Got us some tweets. I did. From the moon himself, as It's not the moon, it's the moon. <laughs> <laughs> the moon's. Yes. Give us a taste of Frankie. Okay, so the context of this first one. Someone who quite ostensibly called themselves I Heart Mountain Dew, as if that wasn't already... Obvious. Just the highest levels of intelligence and, you know, calibre of human being. I think you mean lowest level of intelligence? <laughs> no, I mean highest. Okay. Um, they, they said, unironically, oh, to Frankie, sarcastic. they said, Frankie Muniz, your acting is just awful. I'm sorry, but it is. Frankie Muniz replied on Twitter. He said, yeah, but being retired with $40 million at 19 has not been awful. Good luck moving out of your mom's house before you're 35. That's why Frankie should be the new Jonah Hill. <laughs> of course. I mean, he set himself up for it, honestly. Like, And what else did he have to say? The other tweet I have, slightly crazy. I think it goes along with what we were saying before about him having the stroke and being a little bit off, I guess. A bit so awkward. this was when he was writing it with his paralyzed hand I actually I'm not exactly sure about the timeline all I know is that he said in this he said and I quote just involved in a major car accident in my own driveway involving two of my own cars hashtag best day ever (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Thanks, Frankie. What a guy. I couldn't help but notice that one of the characters in the film in the credits was called Dog Walker. It, and I just want to say, Dog Walker, mm. we're listening. We're that, listening. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, that's Frankie in his classic Agent Cody Banks. We will be returning next week with Agent Cody Banks 2, mm-hmm. Destination London. Oh, yeah. But before that, we have to wrap up this show by reading our own review, saying our own reviews and ratings and reading out some reviews from IMDb and some comments from YouTube. Now, I'm going to go straight off. This film has everything. I said it before. Nunes, high tits, ice, Keith <laughs> David. <laughs> Equals... Blackface. Blackface. Dog Walker. Dog Walker. Mm. Madonna. Listening, we know. Madonna as a producer. <laughs> Everything you need. 10 out of 10. Bartek? No, I'm kidding. But what's your rating, Ryan? My rating? No, no, no. Let's be serious. This Thank film you. has a lot going on. And I think, although I didn't see it growing up, I felt like I have. This film is so relevant to the young version of me that me watching it as a full grown adult, never having watched it as a young version of myself, mm. feels like. Yes, I did, when I know I didn't. And this is one of these rare ones where you watch it and you know that you missed out, but you don't regret anything because Mm. now you've been educated. This film is an educational film. It is an institution of the Frankie Muniz era and we should all take lessons from it. This film is telling us many things. Like I mentioned, it's about being the best version of yourself but not denying the fact that you need to improve yourself either mm. and I think that's really important to to say to kids and not just to kids to the parents to the parents watching this who might be sitting there with their kids and rolling their eyes because guess what you need to grow up also thank you Bicko Jewelry Australia um, by the way, just wanted to say that. That's in the they, credits. They, they acknowledged the Malcolm in the Middle still photograph. And let's not forget Warcraft 3. And so, they said that no animals were harmed. Too bad, duck. Fuck <laughs> like you. You should have ducked. So, my rating has to be 10 kicked ducks uh, out of 10 dead ducks. But none of them were harmed. No, not the dead. dead ones. They died of natural causes. They died of a natural internal hemorrhage. Oh, <laughs> uh, <all of> my. <laughs> I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> oh, Ryan, I I just want to say that we are coming at this from two different perspectives as two different people, but I believe after watching the film, we've come to a unison understanding of what it means to really be... A hive mind, yeah? A hive mind, but rather in Buzz line Buzz. with our own inner child and outer child, being <laughs> Frankie Muniz himself. I had known this, and I had seen it, as a young child, similar to the other films we've dealt with, and believe me, it's even better when I'm an adult now. Like, seeing it and seeing having the nostalgia factor compounded with the fact that it's actually the best movie ever made. Yeah. Not entirely sure if I'm exaggerating, but at the end of the day, I believe that we've all gained something from this. We're better people, we're happier, we're nicer. Sexier. We are sexier. More and we wrecked. Just... Yeah, and I just... I have a new passion now for kicking ducks and I can't explain why so at the end of the day I'm going to give these this I'm going to give this film a rating of five high tits out of two high tits that's a lot of high tits there's an odd number of high tits like 250 what's more interesting is that they're high rather than the number of tits exactly the height is what's impressive here Bartek 
Bartek. That's you. That's you. What? What? Hmm? Guys, I'm gonna give my Ray review now. Ray review. Ray Romano? Ray Romano, yeah. I do believe Deborah from Every Brother Loves Raymond was the mum in this. Yeah? Never seen it. What, this... Everybody Loves Raymond? Come on, you gotta see that. I can see it, but I haven't. <sighs> How are you gonna know who everyone loves? Because this film is the greatest film ever made. Don't laugh. I know you guys are coming on the show pretending you like this film and you're laughing when I'm being serious. I love this movie! I believe you. Oh, cool. And I love Raymond. No. Everybody does. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> this film... It's... It's a great film. It's a film that takes elements from other things and does it better. Which, you know what, I've probably said that about a million things on this show. Yeah. But I feel like it's worth specifically pointing out this one. Because this... This is the second film we've done, and it's been a long time since the first one, that has Frankie Muniz in it. A character who's actually a real person, not a character. Fun fact. That's not my thing to say, but you know what I mean. Frankie Muniz is a staple of a certain part of a decade that is really influential to many youths, including ourselves. I mean, if we want to be kind of funny, we could say to the 90s kids, but no, no one in the 90s after this year will be a kid anymore. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I know because my younger brother was born in 1999 and he's almost 18. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, fuck you. Hey, he's a nice boy. Mm. He's white, too. Anyway. <laughs> because you can't blame white people for everything. Hashtag, is this political? What the hell? You absolutely can blame white uh, people You can send your complaints to... Oliver Menhenet. And Frankie Muniz. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to do hashtag best day ever. Uh, <laughs> hashtag what the fuck Muniz. WTF Muniz. Anyway, look. This film, it encapsulates a lot of things from the spy genre. Like Not too long ago we did Zoom and that captured things from superhero films and also films like... This is going to be a weird comparison for that one, but I guess the training day sequence in Full Metal Jacket. It, it, films that yeah, take... Yeah, very similar. Yeah, I know. just didn't have as much blood. Mm. Anyway, this film right here, I think, is one worth checking out. I mean, Roger Ebert said not to, because, you know, unless you're a kid. But it really is, and this will be more obvious way in the future, it is kind of a period piece. It is a film that looks at values from the early 2000s. Kids, we, we wanted to be cool, and some of us, unfortunately not Ryan and I, because we're doofuses, we didn't watch this one, but Oliver did, and he's cool. Oliver's a black belt now. Yeah, I mean, I was. I mean, he's still white, but you know, still Oh, white. I've been whiter than ever, mate. Are you kidding? Just, just like my brother. Mm. I think that if you're not going to watch this film, you're, you're really missing out. It's a film that looks at love, looks at action, and it really questions morality. Such as, was that blackface? Yeah. Is he okay? Did You're he talking about the guy who died? Did he kick a duck? Did he kick a duck? Kick a duck in the dick. And, like, I, we pointed out, Ryan pointed it out, in fact, that there's a deleted scene where a duck did get kicked, get the credits. They said that no animals were harmed. So maybe that duck is super duck. Lies. Maybe that duck... Got like a spiritual awakening after. All right, look, I've been I've been kind of dancing around this in my review, but I'm I'm gonna go straight into it. 
Ryan, in your one, you, you, you said, yes, we did. Yes, we did watch this film or films like this. Yeah. And then I remembered, this film was made in 2003. Yeah. Now, three, that's a number, Ryan. That is a number. You know what else is a number? Oh, my God. What? Eight. Eight, yeah. Eight. 2008. Wait, who was that guy? Obama? Yes, we can. Oh, my God. Thank you very much, audience. (laughs) If I have to give this film a rating, I will give it a... Ay, 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 that was a good one. I was actually surprised you weren't going to give it an 8 out of 3. Yeah. So... What? Nothing. (laughs) So I got a review. I've only got four reviews from IMDb this time around. I'm going to start with the first one. It's called Very, Very Good. Nine stars. Written in 2004. My colleague told me this film is not very good, but as usual, I... And then this is where the paragraph goes down. As as usual? But as usual, I disagreed with her after watching this film. It was fun. It was hilarious. It was exciting. Not a dull moment passed by. What more can I say? It was a teenage James Bond with gadgets and big explosions to end the film. What can I say about Angie Harmon? Oh my god, she is beautiful. Don't think much about Duff, though. Ian McShane? Lovejoy! Glad he made it to the big Hollywood screen. Bet it is a change from selling antiques. Can't wait to see the sequel. And that's the first review. Right on. Shall I I go? Yeah, you you go go on, because the second one's a bit of a longer. Alright, so the first one, I got this from a comment from a video that was just a clip of the the locker room scene. Oh, yum. And it was... I see why Angie Harmon left Law and Order. This movie was a big step up for her. And then an emoticon O face. <laughs> but with yeah. a zero, not an O. Yeah. Mm. And another one is a person who's responding to people who watch more uh, modern films. A very specific modern film that Brian and I both like. Ryan's mentioned it a few times on the show. And his comment, oh, sorry, their comment is I didn't want to assume their identity is See, kids, this was my Kingsman. That's cute. Yes. And another one right here. This was one of my childhood movies, and it defined early 2000s movies for kids. Not only was this a teen-oriented James Bond movie, and in brackets says, which is obvious because it's made by MGM, but it also starred two teen actors who were major stars at the time. Mm-hmm. Frankie Muniz from Malcolm in the Middle and Hilary Duff from Lizzie McGuire. And you know, I fact-checked that. None of that was wrong. <laughs> Glad to know. I suspected, but... Good job. And another one, I'll just read one more and I'll let you go to your second review, Ryan, is a person who I feel like has made a realisation that a lot of people, especially at our age, will be realising around this time is... We're dying, yeah. I mm. forgot how famous Frankie Muniz was. Yeah. Because, you know, that is kind of true. Some people need to remember who well, he is. Well, we said this in our Big Fat Liar episode, and I've said it several times since. We haven't... He was one of the last mm. child actors. They're all on TV, you said. Mm. That are all, all, That isn't on TV. That's in movies and TV. We don't have that one that you can point to and be like, that kid, they're all... Teenagers now, or late teenagers, not tweens, like not anywhere from like say eight to to 
13 and on and then somewhat onwards but no they're all teenagers but that's enough of that we've got a nine star one here called <laughs> better than uh, then I expected not then oh. then that's how I you better than no, 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 that's, 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 that's from 2003 that, that's how you know they're serious because they're not held back by things like grammar I went into this movie expecting good from this movie, but I got better than than I expected. A lot better. This movie is just filled with cool stuff. It really isn't a kiddie movie. And I bet if it were PG-13, many teenagers wouldn't think that way. Me being a teenager myself, went to see this movie mainly because I like spy movies and, well, heh, there's Hilary Duff in it. This movie should have been PG-13 because attract bigger audience. They show a guy get eaten away from the inside. Cody's special x-ray glasses were where you see about two girls' backsides in brackets. LOL. Here's something. Was LOL a thing in 2003? Probably starting to get there. This person yeah. invented it. Yeah. So the action is pretty intense and loud for smaller kids. The girls in the movie are pretty mean with the are you in special ed jokes PG material, but you know, young kids can pick up on that. Reckless driving, for Christ's sakes, please, if you see Hilary Duff driving, move about 100 miles from where you saw it. Oh, and the same with Frankie. Little kids when, uh, wait, yeah, little kids when they get older might pick up on these bad driving skills. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially when you're playing GTA. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fighting, pretty intense at times, especially when you get kicked in the head. And the bad guy <laughs> is really wrong. ugly. Might give kids nightmares. He seriously was scarier than... than <laughs> is it the wrong then? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Then Zhao in Die Another Day. I think that was his name. But the guy with diamonds <laughs> in his face... <laughs> <laughs> but the guy with diamonds in his face yeah. I really enjoyed this movie I laughed at this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to Comedy scale, 7 I was really impressed by the action in this movie as well Action scale, 8.5 The fighting was really cool Fight scale, 6 And the chicks were almost the best part Chick scales, 10 <laughs> Wait, is that the highest rating though? In the chick scales, but they gave it a 9 overall. Wait. Overall, I think this movie gets a 9. The chicks really do add to the movie and so does the action. I say, see this movie now. Wow. Give us some more of those your... chicks, guys. Those chicks. We should have that person on this show. We do. Oliver. You know who we you should have review. You know yeah. who we should have on this show? Hmm? The next guy. Fuck mm -hmm. yeah. You should have your girlfriend again. She was fun. <laughs> nah. I was sort <laughs> I was sort of like Cody Banks because I had trouble communicating with girls in junior high and in high school. But as I got older, I became more popular with the girls and they enjoyed my charming personality. And today I still got it. And there's a response to this one. All lowercase? LOL cool. <laughs> Spelt with a K? No. That's not cool enough. Oh, the spelling was perfect, Ryan. It's it was just the grammar. It's not believable. Another one. Frankie Muniz is very cute in a weird way. Yeah. It is hard to believe that this, in all caps, 
was just a couple of years ago it's when he was about hard. 15 or 16. Now it's 2015 and he's 30. And there's a response to this one well, too. He's 30. In 2015 he was, now he's 32. Yeah. And yeah. there's a response. Yeah, it's crazy how 15 plus 15 makes 30. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that that's math, and that was a maths teacher, yeah. probably. <laughs> They're like, I got a yeah. Google, I got a Gmail account, and I'm on YouTube now. Fifteen plus fifteen equals yeah. fucking. Bread. Go back to high school. Childhood <laughs> memories. Watch this movie more than one hundred times. Dot 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 on Disney Channel. My mom used to scold me for stop watching this movie. Dot dot dot. Or stop and it's watching. been and it's been passes fourteen year. Dot dot dot. The days are going too fast. <laughs> dot dot dot. Two exclamation marks. Jesus. I'll read one, one more, more, and then you do your last one. Then I'll finish off. Yeah, I'll do my last <laughs> two. Yeah. Really love that movie. Dot dot. Frankie. Dot dot dot. Except that the role of the blonde girl pisses me off. Dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> like all she does is scream and await to be rescued. Five dots. Damsel in distress trope was so in back in the days. Dot dot dot. Unfortunately, either that or the big boobs hottie kick ass. D- full stop. Chick. Dot dot dot. Did I say boobs? Question mark dot. It would have been even more awesome if more focus was on Ronica's kick-ass martial arts skills rather than the movie's running gag about her big boobs, period. Anyway, that was back then, dot dot dot. Hope Hollywood learns to move on with more mature content, even if it's a teen show. Yeah, I agree. Bartek? Bartek? I really agree with that statement. Now, I have the final two here. I'm going to jump in. This one doesn't have a star rating, but it is called Destigmatize Students with Learning Differences. Excuse me? <laughs> Destigmatize oh, Students with Learning Differences. Is this like a PC review? I recently went to see Agent Cody Banks. I enjoy all types of movies, and since I teach high school, I like to see what the students are going to see. Oh Although I thought there were good action scenes and creative gadgets, there was something that was very disappointing. Teenagers have a difficult time in life. They are under constant pressure from classwork and social norms. Everyone gets teased, but some more than others. Making fun of others is a favorite pastime without realizing how it can do real damage the the already fragile self-esteem of teens. Twice in this movie, when Agent Cody Banks is not able to say what he wants right, he is asked if he is special education. Students in special education already have an extremely rough time getting through school because of their learning differences. Using that as an example to explain why there must be something wrong with him was inconsiderate and irresponsible. Students in special education need our support for circumstances that are not under their control. Not criticism, name calling, or put downs. I'm Stop listening. I'm sorry. And that was a black one. And then we have the final review just called Great Movie! No star rating. <laughs> okay. Do you not want me to do comments first? No, no. This is the last one, and you can blast away with comments. Okay. Great Movie! Saw this movie on opening day! Loved it! 
Now, where can I get some of those styling sunglasses? <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> styling sunglasses. Smiley face. I also wouldn't mind getting one of those Solar Trek World Copters things. Lol. Solar yeah. Trek? I think the thing that she flew with. Yeah, no, I know. I wouldn't mind getting one of those Solar Trek World Copter things. Lol. Yeah. Great tempo stunt. Goes home and uh, this is like in the asterisks, so it's like this is them doing it. Goes home and tries to ramp the tempos up on two wheels. <laughs> Lol! That's what he did. I got the movie posters. Yay! Anyone know if those sun, if the style sunglasses or the Solar Trek is out? Oh, does anyone know if the style sunglasses or the Solar Trek is out on the market yet? Email my AOL address. Oh my god. <laughs> email my AOL address if so. And his AOL address, which shouldn't be working because that's dead now, yeah? yeah? Is v8fordtempo at aol.com. Oh, if you're geez. interested, I don't have the answers for you, Steve. Oh, Dios mío. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. All right. What a guy. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, the next comment that I'm going to read is in all caps, so, you know, brace yourselves. My throat is, too. <clears throat> For the cock. <sighs> I know Frankie Muniz because he's actually my favourite actor from Big Fat Liar, 2002 film, Agent Cody Banks 1 and 2, Miracle in Lane 2, My Dog Skip, and many more. That's the comment. Well, I thank you. It's like a mini IMDb on YouTube. Thank you, Bartek. <clears throat> little piece of history. The next one is someone who's struggling. Someone who... Re- not in special ed. That's a, not a good joke. Don't make that joke, listeners. I will fuck you up if you do. This person's struggling, and he and just... And then you'll be in need in special ed. And he just ed. wants to... <laughs> he just wants to put it out there, alright? So this is the comment that he makes. <clears throat> How to watch movies on the iPad, girl. <laughs> <laughs> You use your AOL account, you dumb fuck. <laughs> Whoa, Ryan, that was a negative thing to say. Just like the type of comment this is. Worst you- movie ever made. Frankie and Angie are ugly. Bober is better. Don't you owe- Don't you have to pay for an AOL account? <laughs> Not <that> anymore. <laughs> oh, but I think you just missed the comment. That Bober is better. Bober. Yeah, Bober. What's next? Did you know, Madonna- Justin Bober? How do you know it's Justin Bieber? It's Justine Bieber. It's Madonna who produced this movie. What's next, Bartek? Uh, Mm. We've got four more comments. My favourites. And, uh, Oliver, I think you can appreciate this comment where a person says, this is the best anime. Oh my god. (laughs) 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 They ain't wrong. Uh, Alright, third last one. Can you imagine this movie, but like... Every all of the voice lines are overdubbed with Japanese voices. No, and no, English subtitles. No, 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 no. They're dubbed, but with the people who do the English dubs for anime. So it will be like Cody Banks will be like, "It is me, Cody Banks, and I am here to fight." Hey, what the fuck? Who's this kid? It is Frankie Muniz's dead brother. All right, guys. Third mm. last comment, and I'm gonna read it now. I read in the Red Cross First Aid and Safety Handbook that you shouldn't leave a child alone in the car. We have a man of science. So you see, this is applied learning. It is. Yeah. You got me. Yep. Did you learn something today? I learnt lots. From two handbooks. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, this one... This one, it has a response, and we're gonna, you know, save your reaction for the response. Okay. Alright. The first... The initial comment is, 
What a stupid fucking kid. I think this comment was also relating to the kid in the car. But now this is the response. It is a response from the same person who made the first comment. The what a stupid fucking kid. Holy shit! This is what... This was what I was watching two years ago. I had forgotten who I was. Thanks! <laughs> he made a comment two years later responding to his initial comment. Wow, dude. And he learnt Good on you, buddy. in the two years he forgot who he was. Well, it's because he was too busy trying to find out if you could get those rocket sunglasses. <laughs> I you know what? It's you, Steve. I'm very glad... That that one you left last, and it was a very optimistic one that just really loved the movie. Yeah. And it encapsulated the the desire for more. Because this last comment that I have is literally the exact same type of motivation. Yay! Is it like, fuck you, Frank? (laughs) Guys, the last comment is, make more Agent Cody Bank. Do Agent Cody Bank 3 and 4 and 5 and 6 and 7 and 8 and 9 and a lot please. I love it. Bank? Yes. Yeah, it's one. <laughs> like, you know, it's his name's not possessive. You can take that this to the one. Bank. His name is now just like... It's like Tony bank. Hawk. Yeah, like, you I know... When I take my money, I take it to the Cody Bank. So... <laughs> It's like a Kanye West thing where he sleeps in his Kanye nest and shit. Yeah. He so does, he tries his Kanye vest while wearing his Kanye vest. Agent Cody Bank. This is the beginning of our ending of our duology month. This has been a blast. You know, doing Feb again. Last year we did dog month and we did dog movies. This year we're doing movies that only need two movies. And thank you, MGM, for doing Cody Bank's Thank Both you for having the line and proving I was right at the and beginning. You know what's special about today? Mm. We had a fourth person on the show at the same time. And you know Our what first... four is a multiple of? What? Two. <gasps> Are they going to say... Wow. Math burns. Our first Are they going to say one? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. One is the loneliest number. So, thank you guys for being great, amazing, wonderful listening people. Oliver, Jennifer, and Peter. Oh, I'm so Mary and Paul. Uh, all great <laughs> having you guys on. Bartek, as always, it's been great to have you along with mm-hmm. me and me along with yeah, you. I know. We bouncing off each other like gentlemen, of course. Oh. And you guys, if you made it this far, bravo. There was a lot of bumpy high tits along this journey, oh, but we so got amazing, there. Oh. Now, this is where we wrap up. And I have to say to you, thank you again. And if you really want to help us out, we have an iTunes uh, that you can rate us out of five on and write us a review. We have a Facebook page where you can drop us some suggestions perhaps for a movie because we don't know, know all the movies. We have a YouTube account as well. All of these things are Spit and Polish Presents. If you want to help us out, you can. If you want to listen, want to recommend us, do so. I think because if you, that really helps us. I think if you Google unappreciated masterpieces, we're most of the first pages on. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. We're that good. Yeah. Now, thank you guys. Remember to be kind to each other. Yep. Oh, mm. wait, guys, look, I, I found another comment that I completely forgot about, and I think I should read it. So, just a sec. <gasps> oh my god, guys, did you know that there's a sequel? What? Yeah, that's what the comment says. <laughs> <laughs>